We're here to talk about the Entourage trailer. <laughs> hey everybody, this is the Boy Hide Podcast. I'm Annie. I am going to get punched in the face. Yes, you by are. Annie, because... We're, needless to say, friends, we are going to talk about the Mad, a Mad Max Fury Road. So we're just going to... I'll just say right now, if you have not seen Mary, Mad Max Fury Road and you intend to watch it, just turn off the podcast There's right going to be Geek Week review, but this really is just going to be pretty much an hour of us just, just Mad Max y- yarping cast. about Mad Max and yeah. Annie barely resisting the urge to punch people in the face. It's, because, yeah. Because, because, well, it, it wasn't perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, I thought it was kind of a, do we have no, like, repartee? There's not going to be any of us well, talking I, about You were going to drive that right into um, it. Bill, did you do anything this week other than watch Mad No, I just... Uh, <laughs> I really did not. The only thing... Uh, a friend, friend of the, uh, My friend uh, Kate Craig is in town this week, so um, last night I showed her Bad Day at Black Rock, which I've talked about before in the podcast. That's one of my dad's favorite movies. Is that good? I've never actually seen it. It is my grandfather's favorite western. That is a lot of old dudes' favorite western. I know, yeah. I almost feel obligated to check it out, it's, just so it can like, live up to the expectations of Friday It is a that very quiet movie. Yeah. I know I talked is about it on the podcast before. Is that guy who gets hung and everyone's no. like arguing about it? Nope. It is Bad Day at Black Rock is about a, Spencer Tracy uh, shows up in a in a in a town in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's the first time the train has stopped in that town in four years. It oh, is, there's uh, there's in uh, Better Call Saul there was a reference to that because the, there's a, the, the old dude gets off a train and yeah, whole, like yeah they talk about in the in the podcast yeah. commentary for that yeah okay. yeah. So um, the, it is actually set post World War Two, which I was like really? that's surprising. It is totally a western. It is. I mean, it lives. Yeah, it's not like there's not like you know open spaces and cowboys and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, because it's all about the open emptiness of this place and the lawlessness. It's of just this not place. about the frontier, then. Yeah, yeah, but it is absolutely 100 percent western though. It lives right where westerns and noir kind of overlap. Hmm, okay. Um, but it is more this western is than anything else. It's set post World War II. It is set 1945. Is it fun to watch, or you just got guys just really... watching it just to be like, I like old people. No, I pretend to be old. I really like this movie, and I really I I like it all the more from the context of it's my grandfather's favorite movie, but okay. it's a very quiet movie, and what's fascinating about it is it's a quiet movie where the cards are all on the table pretty quickly, so it is genuinely just a very slow approach to a moment of extreme violence. Okay. And it's just... Is it like a shootout at the end, then? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, but it's it's, it's not... It's there... not. There's not a lot of action to it. It's there's not a... There's a movie about people arguing about somebody needing to be hung. I'm sure listener Grumpy Turtle's probably seen it. He knows what, exactly what the fuck I'm talking about it. But I've heard other people talk about that's like a classic Western, too. Yeah. And I just assume that was Bad Day of Black Rock. Mm-mm. Um, this is... This, I don't... It's There's not much to it, so I don't want to talk much about it, because it's literally... It's a very spare like, sketch of I'm a movie. I'm throwing shit at you for, like, pretending to like an old movie, just because... And you can't even to be old. We, we, well, I watch Casablanca, and I like to put on. I like to file out my uh, ARP form and, <laughs> and you jerk know. off in a in a teat pocket square. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is that yeah. No, I just you know I I take my friend photo of Jessica Tandy from Cocoon, <laughs> and I pretend she's my wife. That's what oh okay all right I had it's, to... it's not just enough to watch a black and white movie sure you gotta pretend to be like you're like 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 some you know somebody living in a home oh there living... is something i want to 
talk about. Yeah. Uh, I finished up Frankie and <laughs> that reminds me, speaking How of older people, Frankie I finished Grace? up Frankie and Grace and it, when I had last spoken about it, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of wobbly, but it look, I want it to be good and uh-huh. I want to get into it. It turns really good. I have feel bad because I watched a couple uh, like YouTube. It's really pro- rough to it start. It does not look good. It's, yeah. I well, really like the same thing last week. How it yeah. kind of starts off, you think it's just going to be a shitty sitcom, but yeah. it actually has some kind of merit to it. Yeah. yeah. It, I really like where it winds up. How many episodes up. is it? Is it just uh, like 10 episodes? They're like, yeah, 13, I want to say 10 or 13. Okay. Yeah, it's really not very much of it. And it gets its feet under itself. Yeah, and for people who didn't last, listen last week, Frank and Grace being the, was it the Netflix? It's a Netflix original series. Yeah. yeah. And it's about Which Lily Tomlin. much anymore these days, but yeah. It's Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are married to, um, respectively, um, Sam Watterson and uh, Martin Sheen. <laughs> And their husbands um, divorce them so they can marry each other. Mm-hmm. That is the premise of the show. And these women are kind of forced to become friends with each other because they on- only they understand each other's experience. This spin doesn't turn out to be Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin end up dating each other. No, okay. not at all. There's, not, there's not really a spin. Like, I mean, obviously there are plot developments. Of any show, it actually reminds me most of Gilmore Girls, where it's not so much about... Which some people would laugh at, but Gilmore Girls is a good fucking show. Yeah. And Gilmore Girls is more is not so much about what happens as much as it how events affect the characters i mean that yeah. sounds dumb but it's not really so much about events as much as it is about the characters it's reacting opera, to events. but yeah yeah it's the like, characters are defined enough that like yeah a lot of the drama just comes from characters reacting to stuff it's not like exactly. drama, like oh somebody somebody slept with so and so it's more yeah. just like why would someone do that and how they feel and yeah kind of, yeah so i don't know it's and like i like i said before it is refreshing and i misaged them before they're both 70 in the show Okay. And it's just what great like to 60? see. Yeah, I think I said they're like mid. Yeah, they mid-60s. hold up well enough. That's hard but to tell. My point is, is that it's cool to see a show about seventy-year-old women where they're not just defined as being grandmothers. You know, yeah. where it's like they're allowed to be people, and like I said, and have agency, and casually swear, and have sex drives, and get high, and get drunk. And Entertainment <laughs> Weekly this week they had an excerpt of like they have their thing in the Entertainment Weekly where they show like the best quotes from TV that week. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the quotes is Jane Fonda talking about how she wants to sit on Ryan Gosling's face. Yes, I laughed. Uh, Martin Sheen as a present for. <laughs> His soon-to-be husband, Sam Watterson, buys a chair with, with Ryan Gosling's face on it. And well, Jane Fonda storms out and huff and she says, if anyone's going to sit on Ryan Gosling's face, it's going to be me. There's <laughs> a picture of Martin Sheen sitting on any Ryan Gosling's face, even if it's just printed onto a pillow. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. I'm glad to see that was not out. It we really it last week. I, I was digging it. I was digging it because I wanted to dig it more than, like, I saw that it had merits, but it hadn't quite found its feet and found its voice yet, but it mm-hmm. finds it. And also there's this one, uh, the children all exist, are all part of their lives, and they all had their own little arcs. But there's this one, the um, Jane Fonda's daughter, Brianna, is a terrifying woman, and I like her little arc in the show. She's just kind of a strident asshole. How old are the kids? Because they uh, gotta be in their 40s. Yeah, and they're shit, in right? their 30s. Yeah, they're yeah. old people. So, um... Yeah, it's it's just a really good show. I really like it. I highly recommend it if you have Netflix. I actually um, set up a Netflix uh, alias on my account so I could let my parents use my Netflix account. And uh, can they crash Netflix. into your actual Netflix? They can. Which means Netflix that they got to see that we just watched the Kink.com documentary. <laughs> is that any good? Which is actually really good. We don't have much explicit really good. stuff on Netflix. Bill, you get to see hard dicks in that in that documentary. I get to see hard dicks every day. <laughs> Your initial D. Well, plural, because I have a mirrored bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's like the the Enter to the Dragon. It's really funny. Foley and I, every every time a dick could show up on screen, we'd be like, we'd be like, (gasps) just because it's so uncommon. 
see male genitalia. No, seriously. There was like, something the other day where hey. I was like watching some kind of movie. Or, what the hell was it? It was like a TV show or something where you actually got to see the dude's dick and it was actually... Was it... What the fuck would it have been? Anyway, this is killing the podcast. It's yeah. going to take me five minutes to figure out where last time I where saw did a I see that on dick? screen. Um, but... Um, yeah, the only, the only stuff I did this week, I played a little bit of, uh, man, there's no video games to play. I used up all my video games. Uh, so I played a little bit of Minecraft uh, yeah. on the PlayStation 4 because they updated it. Mm-hmm. Now when you first fire up Minecraft on the PlayStation 4, uh-huh. and I guess I'm assuming other consoles and stuff, they give you the option to start off with a tutorial world or start off playing in a Mass Effect-themed world <laughs> or a Skyrim-themed world. Seriously? And I was like, I'll play the fucking Mass Effect-themed yeah. world. You go in there. It's actually just a replica of one of the uh, multiplayer maps, which is a bummer. Because oh. you think Citadel, yeah, or like yeah. you'd be on the Normandy or yeah. something like that. It's like on Mars or whatever, Red mm-hmm. Earth planet. I think mm-hmm. it's the planet where you first find find like uh, who's the Promethean character in Mass Effect Three. Oh yeah, what's his? Name? It's like it's like whatever colony that is. I can't even remember. His yeah, name. it's not bad, it's but like great uh, like was. all the tiles are retextured and stuff to kind of look like Mass Effect themed things, and eh, it's kind of kind of cute. But you go into the Skyrim one. Yeah, they crafted like a whole like fifth chunk of the entire overworld. Seriously, you first start off. Right outside the what is it was is White Run the first small town you run I into? I think so. Before yeah. you go to the big town where the first Jarl lives. Yeah. But yeah, you're in that little small town with that like you know like you go off to the to the to the right you've got that you know the little, little dude selling stuff. Yeah. On the left you have like logging stuff with like yeah, the little river. Yeah, yeah. And it's all actually made in this pre-made just to explore. And they've that's got the adorable. music in the background, so it's the Skyrim Explorer. Okay, music. that's really good. And you can walk to the to the Jarl's town. You know, yeah. you buy, like you walk yeah. past the house that you buy in the game yeah. that was your first house. Yeah. And all that stuff is in there and then you can kind of go explore where like the giants are hanging out usually in the game and it's a big chunk of the overworld. Uh-huh. Do they have really dragons? Surprised. No dragons or anything. Because like they're dragons in Minecraft, right? <sighs> yeah, that's a good point actually. I'm really kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, I, I think the dragons may have just only existed like in some kind of weird end game thing. Yeah. Or maybe like maybe, yeah. there's like another realm. Maybe they're only down there or something mm-hmm. like that. Like well, I've never played That's Minecraft cute. where you saw like at least like in the normal overworld, I've never seen dragons flying overhead. I think you have to do something to trigger the dragons. Yeah, but it's like actually really concerns, and that's just baked into the, like when you first start the game. Yeah. So even if you don't want to play Minecraft, yeah. you can kind of explore the Minecraft versions of a couple beloved video game worlds, yeah. which is great. You know, well, that's pretty great. And even the Minecraft uh, or the uh, Mass Effect version still, ha- you know, that also just has like Mass Effect music in the yeah. background and stuff too, which is really weird because like I was gonna say you're Minecraft, on yeah. but everything's kind of textured to look like the world you're supposed to be with the music, yeah. but it feels kind of like. Ugh. But, yeah. Well, especially Skyrim. Especially I was say, Skyrim maps person. a little more to yeah. me. Well, Skyrim isn't necessarily first person. It can be third person. Like oh, I never right, played yeah. it first person. Oh, crazy. Except when I was picking up shit. Because everything looks terrible. I'm playing third person. a character. I know. I'm not me. I'm a character. Speaking of what you, you, you uh, buying The Witcher this week? No. No. No, because the question that no one will answer for me is people. People who did not like Witcher Two, well, they like Witcher Three, <laughs> and I don't think the answer is yes. I got tricked. This is an old podcast thing where I got tricked into buying the no, Witcher Two. No, you did not. Did you buy a special edition of Witcher Three? I 3? doubled out, and I got no. the, I got the two hundred dollars super no. special edition no. of Witcher Three. No, are you kidding me? No. Okay, I, I pre-ordered the normal edition. Okay, good. only after the reviews came out this week. I know they were like, all saying it's really good. Unanimously, everyone's like yeah. like eight like like eight point five and above. I was like yeah. really surprised because yeah. Then again, everyone was jizzing over the Witcher 2. And yeah. again, I bought uh-huh. the special edition of that because just knowing, because for years, people were talking about the PC version yeah. was supposed to be so great. I am curious if this one version. is made for consoles. Yeah. Like, that maybe bodes better for me. I think there's a PC version coming out later, but yeah, yeah. specifically for consoles. Uh, what, what console are you getting it for? PlayStation 4. Okay. Then I may borrow it from you when, you're, when you've when you reached a resting point with it. it. So apparently it's supposed to be open-worldy, yeah. I don't know, but because, like, even the second game, like, all the women characters were, like, it was, yeah. like, they're only there to be sex 
sex objects and stuff yeah. like that. Not to be all. No, you're allowed to be all. Don't social justice. You're allowed to be all. World perspective thing. Like if every female you run into is just gonna be like her clothes are gonna be burning off for no yeah. reason every time you see her. It's just kind of like yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if The Witcher Three is gonna be any better about that. But I know that like the people who are fans of those games get off uh-huh. and saying Geralt is also a sexual object or whatever the main I guy is. I like uh, all of Geralt's outfit. This I swear to God, I was like watching the launch trailer like the five like all of his outfits. I like saw the fucking girl. I saw the trailer like look at all his outfits. I'm like, oh, I can change his nice. hair. I can give him a beard. I saw board. something that supposedly there's a real-time beard growth mechanic. What? I don't know. That sounds like that's something that would be PC Hold only. Hold on. It's like, it's like the male version of Tress Effects. But somebody was saying that's an actual thing. Hold on. Which, if that's That true, would be day one I would love selling. to go back to the old Harry Potter uh, games and get make it so Ron grows a beard in real time. Beard. Even like the Philosopher's growth. Stone game for like the GameCube. <gasps> real time beard growth. Is that this? I'm buying it. <laughs> Fuck. It smells like I guess the combat and everything's been streamlined and stuff. Well, I'm so bad at combat. I don't know. That's 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 the last thing I was doing in, in The Witcher 2. There was a big boss fight. It was like the second big... It's the first time you fight... Because Witcher 2 is like... You're, you're supposed to be fighting another Witcher who has framed you for the murder of an, of an emperor or something like right. that. And the first time you fight him... The, f- the combat was just so complicated that I couldn't even yeah. get the first time boss fight. I was like, fuck I know, when game. you can't pass a tutorial... Yeah. That's the sign. That was practically the Torah, because it was like only like the fifth hour. I don't know. And I spent $100 on that special edition. <laughs> I still have like the Witcher necklace and oh, all that boy. dumb shit, but I, oh, don't know, boy. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, but yeah, there's boy. nothing coming out, because I was looking at the video game release calendar. There's the Witcher 3. There's Splatoon for the Wii U that comes out at the end of this month. Oh, yeah. Hey, Everyone seems to be liking Splatoon. You know what the next big AAA game that comes out is? What? Fucking Mad Max in September. Yeah. And then I think that day it's like, is it Mad Max? I think there's another big game. I think it might be Just like, Cause is coming out as well. Yeah, which is weird because they're both done by Yeah, they're studio. both Avalanche Studios. And yeah, if you don't get the Furiosa in the Mad Max game. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. We'll talk uh, about it right now. As well, you like want to talk about it right now? Well, what else have we got to talk about? Uh, also Mad Men ends tonight. That's Well, I, I had one more thing to talk about. Oh, what's up? oh, no, tell me about Mad Men. So you've been watching a Mad Men marathon? Yeah, AMC's just been running every episode of Mad Men in a row since, like, Tuesday. Oh. And with the, you know, the, it's going to lead up to the last uh, episode tonight. <laughs> oh, my God, what will happen? It's going to disappoint and anger everyone. Because everyone's like, <laughs> Mad Men, there's been one or two things in Mad Men where, like, they've done crazy plot shit that's been yeah. really unexpected and be like, oh, yeah. wow. But only once or twice, and everyone's expecting yeah. like the finale to yeah. be kind of crazy. twist. It's likely just to be like two more, like like an extra hour of just people kind of being sat in an office and yep. it just fades to black and that's it. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering. I hope people aren't getting. Well, everyone also expecting at least a flash forward to see how They've the characters end up. All been in purgatory this whole time. <laughs> make so many bad lock jokes, but yeah, no, like. Uh, so that's that's uh, why I'm watching a shitload of Mad Men. But you're not a Mad Men fan, so I'm not. But are, are you about. excited about the finale of Mad Men? Have you been enjoying this last season? It, the show holds up because I've never really gone back and rewatched Mad Men. Mm-hmm. This is the first time, and have I because I've just got the fake cable and I just work from home. I like mm-hmm. I literally watch probably a good like two dozen hours of Mad Men this week, mm-hmm. and it actually really holds up, especially yeah. if you're just watching it like sequentially. You know, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched big chunks of it. I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. actually, this this regardless of what, how it ends, this is a pretty good little story, yeah. despite Don Draper being such a cipher of a character. Yeah. And, I don't know, yeah, all the secondary characters are so great, like Peggy and Joan, and mm-hmm. even Pete Campbell and shit like mm-hmm. that. It's just mm-hmm. good. It's just... I, I, I still don't know if I would ever recommend that show to anybody, mm-hmm. because it's so weird and mm-hmm. slow. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe it's pretty good. Yeah. So, what, what, what happened to Oh, uh, I finally finished my canon playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition. Is this, like, your fourth canon uh, playthrough? My Herald Geraldo. Uh... <laughs> 
finally, his story came to an Harold end. Harold His name is Geraldo. I didn't even know it was a joke. Is this your mage? I regret. That you wanted to play as the mage because the mages yeah. are so important in that story? Yeah. Well, yeah, I wanted to play mage and I wanted to um, Did you get, like, a different date ending? Dorian. No. Okay, because I don't know if there's multiple, because there's so many no. different characters in well, the Well, I was curious. The I didn't there know if there's is, different endings. There, are, there, is a, there is an aspect of a post credit sequence mm-hmm. that implies other things about a character. So this time, a character that I did not play with very much the first time through. Mm-hmm. So, um, Dorian. Which one's Dorian? Dorian is the mustache guy. Okay, because they were just introducing him when you get to the crypt, or the, yeah. whatever the fuck, Man, Skyfall. I, the fuck. Uh, I romance Dorian. I love Dorian. I really do. But his last, you know, at the end of the game, you get to have your last romantic moment with your love interest. Oh, yeah. And Dorian's is just like, he's like, I want to tell you something. I hate you. <laughs> and I hope this ends very soon. And gives you a hug. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm sure there are some Tumblr teens who are like, oh, he's so sassy. But I'm sitting here like, no, that's not what I want for this game. I feel like the the real, the quote-unquote... Why does he say he hates you? He's being sassy. Oh, he is being sassy. He's being oh, sassy. Oh, he's being sarcastic. Okay. He kisses your neck. I wonder if you guys had a passive aggressive He's coming up from behind and smooches you. He's being, yeah. he's being, like, he's being so funny. And like, <laughs> so I real, I'm realizing that the canon, I feel like the canon love interest in this game really should be Cassandra. Excuse me, Cassandra. Because she is, like, her, she is such a great character. She is one of my favorite characters in any Bioware game. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's such a romantic at heart, and she is so important to the world. Um, and uh, it's just like, man, and now I'm like, do I need to have a real canon playthrough? <laughs> so wait, but she's straight, though. She is straight, yeah. And you were playing as a dude. I was playing as a dude. No, Cassandra, yeah, no, she's like, the, she's, she's the Bioware version. I, again, I haven't played that much of Dragon Age and Inquisition, mm-hmm. but she definitely does seem to be like that game's version of, uh, who would you say would be the canon... Match for Shepard in the Mass Effect games, Liara. Liara. Yeah, that she seems to be like that kind of. Not yeah. that she's like the character is is like Liara. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the character that's kind of designed for most. She really. I mean, she is. Get... She is your right hand in the game. I yeah. really like her as your best. No, she's great. I love that character. But I love her. Her romantic arc is pretty good. I've seen. I've yes. watched the cutscenes online. How so then, like, do I play it again? I, there's no other reason See, for me not to. I should be so hopped up about the. Wi- I, I wonder what's gonna happen. I'm gonna pre-order the Witcher for sixty fucking bucks. <laughs> And play again five hours uh-huh. and get tired, but that's gonna give me enough of a taste for like third person yeah. medieval action shit that I'm gonna like. You know what? If I'm gonna waste my time doing this, I'm gonna do it with characters I might actually like, and that yeah. might actually be what gets me playing Dragon Age. I will be curious to see if you play Inquisition. Who are your favorite characters so far? Cassandra's great. Cassandra's Fucking great. what's her? F- what? What's what's Bill his White face? male privilege? You like what's Krem? his face? Yeah, Krem. yeah. And fucking just Jennifer Hale, but yeah, yeah. Jennifer Hale does do Krem's voice, right? Uh-huh. Okay, it's been and, a long uh, time since I played. Fully ships Krem and Harding, who's the dwarf scout, and Harding is actually voiced by the lady who voices Liara in oh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Fully only found this out later. I, but then I only played enough to. What is it's it's not Skyfall, Skyhold. I only yeah. played up to the point where you unlock that, so I really didn't get to see too many. Yeah. I mean, I liked all the characters. See, but there's, no, there's no characters. Say, I was like, fuck this character. You say that's not very much, but. But by the point I got to that point of the game, I had played 40 hours of the game. <laughs> what? There's nothing to do! You kind of go meet everyone, to come back, and then you get attacked! That's not how did I play save, those games. Did you save the lady who's trying to like uh, create like a, a, a the book that's the recording all the different li- wildlife in the world? That who ends up, like, she can die in the attack? Well, spoilers oh. for Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah well, well, there is an attack, and you, the characters you can, can either some live or die. Side you know, I, I, yeah. I, I saved all of them. Okay, good. Saved all. I like that lady. Who you have to report to whenever you find like a new creature. Yeah. And she adds it to her beast year. Yep. But then she can die, and then I was like, ah, I, 
She's like a one-off side character. She's not yeah. even like anyone you can take on missions. You're really talking yeah. to, but she died in my game. That kind of killed my boner for that game. I actually. can understand that. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cassandra's that. great. Did you see, there was some kind of news about, um, someone created a mod for Dragon Age 3 Inquisition. We've talked about this before mm. on the podcast that like feminizes Cassandra. Oh, of course they and did. I think it got booted off of Steam or something this week. Well, there's one to make her buy, too. And well, there's a lot. A there's idea. a lot of drama over that. Yeah, do I don't know. See, that's means, okay. I'm like, you know what, man? I'll wait means, to get my gaming PC and I'll play it so I can. See, I got a female Kunari. It means a lot to me that she is straight. Like Aveline and Cass uh-huh. are two characters in the last two Bio- no Dragon Age games. Dragon Age. See, what I love about Bioware is that most games would have a character like Aveline, and then they would say, "Oh, that's our that's our kind of tough broad character," and we said everything we have to say about that, and that's yeah. it. And then not create a character like Cass, but they're totally different women. Like Aveline, Aveline is in um, Dragon Age Two. She's a cop essentially. Mm-hmm. And you meet her at the start of the game, you witness the death of her husband. That's not a spoiler. It's the first thing that happens in the game. And you get to get to know her over the next three years as she um, kind of, you know, moves up in the police force. It's not the police, but I'm just... You know. Oh, yeah. So and like that, uh, yeah. you see her find new love, and uh, she's and you see her develop a friendship with this woman that she hated. And it's just, like, great. She's such a great character, and I'm like, oh, man, she's so much fun. And it meant a lot to me that though she was tough and butch and big, she was straight. Because it's like, you know, you don't have to be just because well, yeah, you know that's, things... that's unfortunate when you assume just because the lady's tough, she's got to be gay or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's, 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 that's really limiting. That's kind of stupid. That's, yeah. why I, that's why it's really important to me so that so Cass like, is... So a feminine lady always has to be straight. Like, yeah. yeah that's, that's why it's really actually means a lot to me that Cass is straight. Is that because there's not like there's nothing wrong? You can be a big, tough, strong woman and a leader of men and still have a big romantic streak a mile wide. I mean, in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Furiosa, <laughs> she's under her breath all the time saying, "I love Dick, I love Dick." <laughs> she's tough, but she's a constant straight. aside. I, I mean, I'm not not to say that I'm against butch feminine characters. No, that's not. Well, women are gay. so much for it just to even have that. Now that that's enough of a thing, it should be... It's just like, oh, she's a dyke. Yeah. It's like, it's such an easy, like, lazy thing to do. Well, I was just talking about Cassandra being gay just because I have a female canary and I'd be, you know, I like Cassandra. And I, I got you. Her, but, you know. but it's like, I like... And I think I would know how to treat the ladies right. I like when gender, gender norms are not necessarily the same as expected sexualities. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. I like when you have big, tough gay men. And uh, that, big in Dragon Age, tough, because there's ladies. so many un- inhuman characters. Is there? Can you date people? There's uh, the speciesism. There's a lot of cross-species relationships, right? Uh, yeah, there are a lot of interspecies. There's interspecies dating. There is. Yeah. yeah. Is there? Any, are there any video games where allow you to date someone who's like non like non-humanoid stuff? Not to like make it sound like bestiality or anything most, like that, but like most. I mean, I'm sure they're like there's like a Baldur's Gate or something like that. But yeah. any like modern AAA games, they're not going to because if someone can't, if a majority of people can't jerk off to it, they're not going to try. I just want to get a Valentine from a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> All I want in a game. But, uh, well, you can date Anders in Dragon Age Two, and he is a possessed he's, by he's a, a spirit. monster. He's the he guy who does the is. things. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. he does. Spoiler for Dragon Age 2. Anyway, damn. yeah, I finally finished Dragon Age and I'm like, well, now that's, what? That's the thing about The Witcher came from. I, I have played, played too. Like, Bioware, even with Dragon Age, which I did not care for mechanically, the characters are good enough and humor enough. 
humor enough. Humor. But they're still well-rounded enough that they feel yeah. like they're good grippy, they're yeah. sticky good characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas in The Witcher was just like, you, you know, you have elves and dwarves and stuff like that, and they're supposed to be kind of funny, but the world's so dry. And like I said, all the ladies are yeah. all just like sexy, yeah. just meh. It's, 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 it's like a fucking bad medieval Conan poster brought to yeah. life rather than yeah. like, whereas in Dragon Age, there's like yeah. some meat on the bones yeah. of the characters. and Yeah. So. Uh, oh, uh, but it's like it's weird because I've been playing Dragon Age pretty much nonstop since November. Yeah, you're crazy. Cray. Now I'm like, what am I gonna do? Play now? Witcher. Play more. Really dra- start a new Dragon Age. <laughs> I have Bloodborne. You can borrow it. No, never. It's got never, a great ever, story. Ever, you ever, play as a lady. Ever. Nope. I man, Bloodborne is great because I never changed my clothes. Like I always had a little tricorn hat, like a little yep. awesome little outfit. I never changed my clothes. Friend, friend of the podcast, Brian Smith, was saying on Twitter the other day, he's like, man, I spent two weeks beating a boss in Bloodborne. It was so satisfying, and I just. Saw that tweet and I was like, no, no, what the no. hell? Then you get half the stuff stuff you're talking about. The Dragon Age, my fourth canonical play. Well, yeah, sounds equally as biker. I totally understand that. It's, yeah. it's all about what you it's want from games and how you approach it. Still, even though we keep on harping about how consoles seem to be dying, I'm glad to see that there's still at least enough big console games that can kind of at least appeal to some basic stuff like that. Yeah. Console games could always use to be. They always. They need to be always more. More broad, broad, or have. But at games least they start broad. broad enough that at least, even if the content and stuff does not necessarily appeal to everyone, at least from mechanically, they're still mm-hmm. can can be potentially be broad enough to appeal to different people. Like so that, speaking but. of consoles and broad appeal, uh, I had uh, spent last week, God help us, pooping on Ether One, yeah. and I since then I have not progressed any further because first I fell through the world. Yeah, you're talking about that last and, week, and yeah. uh, I my I, it keeps quick loading to that save. Which that is t- that's like basic game design. How do you ship that with? Oh, man. I I loaded. To be fair, I went someplace I should not have gone. But, but still, if you see not if you see a locked gate in an exploration game, if you see a locked gate and then to the right you see the wall is lower at some point, mm-hmm. you're gonna try and hop over it. Yeah, I did, and I fell through the world. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, I then I went back to an earlier save. I solved a puzzle and the game crashed. Fuck that Like, game. it just forced... Supposedly, it. I think Daniel Reutis online was talking about supposedly they patched it, so it's supposed to be a little bit less fucked up, but... I, tr- I went back, because I was like, oh, maybe they patched it, and I went back, and I the game crashed when I saw the puzzle again, so... Fuck Ether 1. Ether 1. I want it, I want it to be... I want to like it. Minecraft Skyrim. Nope. <laughs> fucking Skyrim. There's other... Fucking... There's a flash sale on PSN right now. Actually, Peggle I... Peggle 2 is like three bucks. I already... I have Peggle for PS4, God help me. I did, on the PSN flash sale, go ahead and buy Wolf Among Us for PS4. So I, I think Foley and I are gonna. You and I don't think you right? like it. We played it episodically. I don't think it's gonna hold up very well all in one go. Uh, you guys have Trials Fusion. Yeah, there was nothing else on Nidhogg. there that I'm super interested in. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm just looking at the list right now. Do you, do you play Flower? Yeah, I almost want to buy pure chess so I can teach myself chess. I feel bad that I've never learned chess. Uh, pl- play it, learn it on a console. Foley will teach yeah, you chess. Yeah, because I like. I figure with a video game, I tend to learn sports and stuff easier on, mm-hmm. like even like card games and stuff. It's easier for me to learn on a video game mm-hmm. where I can like repeat tutorials and stuff. Whereas yeah. like if, if someone's trying to teach me in real life and I don't get a point, I feel a little stupid. Like saying, "Could you repeat that again for the fifteenth time?" Yeah, I can um, understand that. Yeah. Um, Dynamic beard growth. God damn it! I'm gonna have to fucking buy The Witcher now. God pre- damn it! Pre- you gotta pre-order right now so to make sure it arrives on Tuesday. No PS4. PS4. If you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can pre-order it a digital download for I think like a five percent discount. Really? Or a ten percent discount? So I uh, actually do you do have do a lot of hardware right stuff in your post? Oh yeah. I'm running out actually. I'm not. I delete a lot of stuff once I'm done playing uh, it. 
Video games. Video games. Anyway, okay, we have skirted around the issue enough. We've actually managed to go half an hour without talking about Mad Max, which I thought was, I didn't think we were going to do The that. time has now come for Bill to take a big dump <laughs> on Mad Max. Mad Max! Fury Road. Let me start with my unbridled enthusiasm, and we can segue into your negativity, shall we? I feel like this is going to be like a fucking presidential debate. Yeah, you have five <laughs> minutes, I get to retort. Uh... I went on um, uh, opening night. Oh, we our, our friend Kate is visiting, and she's come. She came in on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So we, I didn't want to make any plans just in case, like um, uh, she wanted to do dinner. And frankly, her visiting is more important to me and precious to me than this movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I uh, was like, I oh, will play it by ear. And it turns out, I found out only that day that her plane was coming in at ten forty-five. So you got so like hours fuck to kill. it. I'm gonna go see that back. So I took fully on a date, and we very. Very consciously went to a theater that we knew no one we knew would go at. Because <laughs> Fully and I just wanted to share it with each other. Did you go see a 7 p.m. screening? No, we went to 7.40. Damn! Because I was sitting there watching, because I went to, most of the screenings in town that first night were all 7 yeah. p.m. And so I was hoping, because I was like, I was thinking like when Furiosa did cool stuff, part of it was like... Were you thinking I, like a, somewhere out yeah, there? Yeah, just like um. Uh, so I took Foley on a date night, and we um, we had some time, and we went, you know, we, we had dinner, and we went there, we got there 30 minutes early, and the theater was already full. Really? 30 minutes beforehand. It was Because we full. showed up about 45 minutes ahead of time, we were like the fifth people in the auditorium. The theater And we were at the Lloyd Center, which full. is a, like a known, it's a big, it's it's a, in yeah. Portland, it's one of the biggest theaters out there, yeah. So um, we were out on 82nd, which, for those of y'all listening at home, um, Portland on the east side of the river is um, what is considered... Central Portland is bordered by the river and 82nd Avenue. So um, we went out to 82nd to see. Yeah, you were out, the we out there. And, well, not really, but relatively. Well, kind of. To bus takers, it's the sticks. Yeah. And um, uh, so we went out there, and the theater was packed. It was really cute. Is that um, at some point, fully started talking to the couple next to us yeah. about the movie, and it was so cute because it was the boyfriend and girlfriend, and they were so excited about Aww. Mad Max. And fully is like, yeah, we just we watched all the movies to prepare. And so fully, and she had like a little nerd off before the movie. We began. It was just so much were fun. People in costume? No, there the, were, ex- were people we in had costume. Some with, uh, right in front. Actually, we, I was sitting right next to Jimmy and Conley because Jimmy yeah. Conley showed up at our screening. Yeah, too. I feel bad because I didn't get a chance to talk to. Because it's weird to hang out with people only at the movie theater because yeah. you don't get to talk to them. No, like, no. It was, I got to sit next to uh, Conley and also drive her crazy with me, kind of like <laughs> snorting and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make an annoying ass motherfucker. <laughs> the fact that she didn't punch me actually means a lot. Uh, but yeah, like right in front of her, there was like a couple people and kind of like they had like goggles on and yeah, yeah, really yeah. done up. Just a little. You could tell they they were like, let's go, to, let's let's dress up a little bit for. Bad yeah, Max. it was really um, cute. But yeah, yeah we so. had a great audience though because they were all in it. I was kind of annoyed because there were some dude bros behind us who were talking a little bit. I was like, fuck yeah. those guys! Like, they come to hear you talk, you see a movie. But they all got really into it. They were all really responsive. Like they were clapping and woo, <gasps> like and like right points. It was like the platonic movie. I if I did another screening, I just want to go with a bunch of talcum powder and just do the War Boys chant. <laughs> <laughs> the trailers for him. War boys. War boys. So, um, um, so I, Foley and I went together and it's like a date night sort of thing. Just the two of us. And we had the best time. It was a good we movie. We had so much it's a good fun. Movie. It's a bad movie. I, it's just a terrible man. Everyone, everyone has their reactions to it, but the thing I keep I keep saying over and over again is that my favorite thing about Mad Max movies is that every Mad Max movie is not anything like another Mad Max movie. No, it's, it's it? yeah. It's all its own little creature. And, uh, you think these movies were directed by different people. I know, which is one of the things I'm really excited about. And the one of the things that I kind of can't help but worry about 
in the net if they do make two more movies because they're not they're gonna be totally like in this same this specific Mad Max world into this, yeah yeah because the thing Mad Max kind of reinvents itself mm-hmm. every movie which is kind of amazing and they're not gonna do that with the next ones but um uh yeah so uh I really love Tom Hardy as Mad Max I know you'd prefer your Mel Gibson but uh, I like I that really he... feel bad because I, I if I figured if Tom Hardy was ever gonna make a positive impression not that yeah. I hate Tom Hardy sure. or anything like that yeah. if I was ever gonna fall in t- love with Tom Hardy, yeah. even with it screaming distance the way you have, it yeah. would be him playing Mad Max. Yeah. Um, it's not that I thought he was, I you know, like performance wise, I didn't think he was necessarily that great in the role. Not that mm-hmm. I thought it was terrible, mm-hmm. but he was already under the gun for me because he's doesn't get he's not given a lot to do in the movie. Yeah. And this concept of Max in this movie is mm-hmm. fundamentally different than in the other Mad Max movies because he's having all these visions of his yeah. child and stuff. So, he is literally I mean, it's haunted. still the same backstory and stuff, but it's a, yeah. it's a different concept of Max. Yeah. And so it's not, it's unfair for me to compare what uh, Tom Hardy is doing compared to Mel Gibson's character. And the other thing is also this is the first Mad Max movie of another cycle, so he's got plenty of room to grow. I'm not. Yeah, because so, yeah. I know this Tom is a Hardy. Max quote unquote origin story. I know Tom Hardy sitting at home right now thinking, okay, what does Bill Mudge think about <laughs> my performance in this film? No, but like it's one of those things where, assuming they do two or three more movies, I'm very yeah. curious to see how his, how Max as a character grows and how Tom yeah. Hardy's uh, uh, performance as Max grows because mm-hmm. he can't spend two more movies utterly fucking mute. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from uh, his opening narration, yeah. he literally says he's he got to say less much. than maybe a, a two yeah. dozen words. Yeah. To the point where I almost kind of wish they had kept the, the gag on him for most of the movie yeah. to make the whole yeah. Tom uh, Mad Max as like chained pit bull almost like a yeah. literal thing. It'd be great yeah. if actually like they don't get the, uh, if they had only been able to take the thing off maybe at the very last end of yeah. the movie and like last thing he says is like goodbye and thanks and he walked off into the crowd. That would actually kind of even better because yeah. like you know what they took off the mask he doesn't say anything. You yeah. like, oh fucking what's your face? What's your name? He's just like he doesn't say even anything. No. He's just like Bruh. he doesn't want to be a part in. of society. Even Mel, even Mel Gibson's Mad Max when fucking he's Master a- Blaster, you know, is fucking when he says he, he says me Max, my name is Max. You know, yeah. at least he's that talkative. But it's Max is a terse ass motherfucker, and this is like I think it's supposed to be set between sort of vaguely, yeah, vaguely. The, the only place it really between you, one and two, yeah, that's the only place it would fit because his car gets totally destroyed in the second movie. Yeah, so it'd have to be, but this his car gets destroyed. In the yeah, again, so. yeah, and, no, and the and, costume is kind of implied that it's after Mad Max. It's after Thunderdome. Yeah, there's some the Thunderdome. That's what I'm saying. Some yeah. of the costumers are online are like pointing so out, like, really... yeah, his shoulder has damage from the end of mm-hmm. Mad Max being uh, mm-hmm. uh, of the Road Warrior. Yeah, but he still has his car. Yeah, so it's it's an it's a never it's never clearly land. It's, like yeah. Yeah, it's well, not. It's not actually in "quote unquote" Mad Max canon. And this is something me and me and my uh, friend of the podcast, Mike Russell, were talking about yesterday. It's like after ever since the first movie, every sequel has been set up with a framing device of someone essentially telling Max's story to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the first one, you had you know, it, it turns out the whole story of the Road Warriors being told by the Feral Kid mm-hmm. years after the events of that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thunderdome is being told by Savannah Nix years after the events of Thunderdome. Yeah. And this one, even though it starts off with Max's narration. It ends with the whole thing, like, suggesting that the story has been taken from the first history of man. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of book or something like that. Yeah. So that's your justification for why nothing quite matches up from movie to movie, because he's essentially a legend of future past. Right, right. Yeah, so you don't have to worry. And that's why you can have, you know, a character come in, another actor come in and play the character. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it really matches up, because it's a different interpretation. It's like Robin Hood. 
Yeah. Or Wong Fei Hung or any kind of like sure. pop culture, yeah, you know, hero yeah. guy. He, he, he's legend is passed He changes with the person telling it. Yeah, which is it. fine. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's like, I do Max. Max in the original movies did have a little more, he was a little more stoic, had a little sure. bit more humor. Yeah. And, but then again, he had more characters bounce off of it. Yeah. This whole movie structured differently because it, there it, really it's a very no different. And also, it's interesting because all the men, one of the things that I kind of drove me nuts about the Mad Max movies is that there's this, there's this sense of hope that doesn't belong in the movie. Because yeah. both Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome, they figure they go somewhere else and everything's okay it really does, yeah, exactly. and i always that always bothered me that it's like oh sure it's post it's kind of a simple there, solution but there's a beautiful place somewhere else and i like that this movie kind of fucks with that because they go to the promised land and it's not there anymore and so they have and i love that max is like well we go back because the, the movie does such a beautiful job at the beginning setting up what a sweet situation there is there. Yeah. And so I just, I love that it was like, no, we fucking go back and yeah, overthrow the patriarchy. The Citadel <laughs> has the only job in that whole Mad Max world where I thought, okay, maybe I can do that. <laughs> you want to be the guy in the chair with the, with the Bible? <laughs> yeah, why do you put on pants? If that doesn't work out, I go, I go to the milking station and say, you know what? I know I'm a dude. But I got tits. <laughs> Let's make this work. Because I'm fine with just being fat reading magazines all day. If you got a Game Boy Advance, I will try to make so much milk for you guys. Come on. Um, that's no, no, no. I'll be done with it. I saw that. I, that's when I knew the movie was really going to go bonkers. When yeah. I was like, why she got shit attached to her titties? And I'm like, oh my god, they're really it's going there. Milk. The whole. I love it. Okay, because like, I read much about this movie beforehand because I wanted to go into it. Yeah, but I, I. I didn't know that Max was literally a blood bag. That was such a great a device. And then it opens with him being tattooed with his, his, his a type O universal donor. Yeah, which... Like, well, this is the thing where I kind of go into... It's not necessarily a great Mad Max movie, but it's a fucking fantastic Imperator Furiosa movie. Yes. And... Because Mad Max, he has no, like, real agency in this movie. The only thing, the only real decision he makes in this movie that actually impacts the plot is once they get off, uh-huh. essentially when they make the turn turn back to mm-hmm. head start, you know, fight back towards the Citadel, he mm-hmm. actually makes the decision, instead of just, like, going off on his own, he decides to re- regroup with everyone else and, like, mm-hmm. help them on their attack mm-hmm. against the Citadel. But I do like the fact that, like, yeah, he's driving in this movie, he has nothing. Like he's there, but like he's just he's just sucked up into everything else. Which for the full first like, half of the movie, love. Yeah. I love that. I would. So there's a, a this is a kind of random tangent, but there's a web series called High Maintenance that's about a pot dealer in New York, and it's all these little vignettes, like five to ten minute vignettes about all these different people, and the uh-huh. only connection is the pot dealer. They have the same pot dealer, and sometimes you'll see them sort of appear in each other's stories. I love the idea of a series of Mad Max movies that are just about the fucking broken, weird people in this world. Yeah. And just Max kind of wandering through their lives, almost fucking it up, but ultimately making it better, and then moving on. <laughs> Which is what the Mad Max movies kind of happen. Yeah, because that's what they well, are. I've seen a lot of people point out that, like, oh, well, there's uh, Fury Road is no different than the Road Warrior or Thunderdome, because, like, Mad Max is not really the main character in those either. He's he's helping people out, but yeah. it's, the story the story is actually Max about other things. Max is not actually really a great, like, a terribly interesting character. No, like, he's, he's general, supposed to be a little bit of a There's cipher. not much to him. See, that's what I liked about uh, uh, Mel Gibson's performance, because 
he had a little bit more going on in the under the hood, whereas what? like Tom Hardy is just kind of like the like, just kind of monosyllabic caveman. I see. I disagree. I and think Mel Gibson and Tom Hardy have about as much to them. Oh, I think really, Mel Gibson just... has way more charisma. I see. But then it's again, a different but then again, Max, his Max has more to do. I feel like Mel Gibson has a kind of madness to him that is a different kind of madness than Tom Hardy. Yeah. And uh, I never believed Mel Gibson as a family man. I never believed him. I believed him as a bad man. I ne- I've always believed him as a bad man who had to struggle to be good. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Tom Hardy, who I see more as a, a, a good man who's just been fucking broken. And like he does come brought off the it to the other side, body, yeah. And like at that, and there it slipped. But at the end of the day, it's like, oh, dude, my family died. I said I killed people. That's the other thing too that kind of killed me in this movie too. Is again, this is a different concept of the character. Yeah. Is, is the flashbacks he has? Ever that told. really took me by surprise. And I was like, not expecting that, that. I was expecting to happen once or twice. I do like it when he's first running from the War Boys, when yeah. he's like leapfrogging over his own yeah. car as it's getting fixed. Yeah. And like you get to see all these other people who must have let down and have all died and their faces yeah. are turning into skulls and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. But the fact that they keep on hammering on the same thing where they have the little girl saying, Help us, Max! You, you mean his, his daughter? daughter? Yeah. I don't know. Is that supposed to be his daughter? I don't yeah. know if it was supposed to be his daughter or, or it's when, supposed to be like the collective voices when of everyone he, who's when, he le- when she is leading her, when she's like following the others to go mm-hmm. back or like off on the desert, she says like, come on, daddy or something like oh, okay. that. Like she says, I know the, there's a, qu- a, qu- a quick flashback to you see what is presumably his wife getting yeah. run down yeah. and she's carrying a child. I couldn't tell what gender it was or how old it was. Because yeah. in the original version, it's a, it's a newborn baby. Yeah. Yeah. A baby boy. Yeah. And also in the original version being run down by um, a motorcycle gang, which this one, that you pretty much see it's the same cars that are pretty much in the yeah. rest of the movie. Well, see, what I liked um, is that Max, it's not like, the other movies are like Max um, is like having to come into terms with his humanity, and it's like, this is, he is genuinely so broken, like, he, he needs to do this to get well, his head on a, straight. This is just the first Tom Hardy movie. Yeah. Have, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, not, I'm not casting permanent, like, oh, I don't no, no, like no, no, Tom no. Hardy. It's just in this no, no, movie, no, no, no. With a little bit he has to do, it's just I'm talking about out. the flashbacks in particular. Yeah. It's like, I, I will tell you that the payoff I had to the flashbacks was when he, the flashback, and it's the, the kid... Makes a motion in his face and he puts yeah. his hand up and he catches the bolt. That was good. It's and then like throws his hand back to his forehead and he's just like stuck with it to his I fucking like forehead. A total Looney Tunes fucking yeah. logic to it. Yeah, just like okay, well he can get shot in the head. But like, the best. That, I liked its relationship with gore and violence because that is kind of Mad Max. It is like a cartoon to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like terrible gory things happen in that movie, but I mean, you don't really necessarily see it. It's an R-rated movie. He could rub it in your face. Yeah. Like the, one of the best moments in the theater was when um what is his name Morton Joe yeah Morton Joe which is I guess I'm assuming that's like a a mixture of important and immortal Immortal, yeah Yeah, exactly yeah so Morton Joe when he gets his face ripped off his mask ripped off what the hell are you even looking at because it's so like what the fuck the whole theater lost its shit all it was was like (gasps) no blood or anything like that in the movie. No. It's such a potent thing because even though it's R-rated, lots of people die yeah. and stuff like that, it's not like there's blood and gore Because the point the is not like, ugh, let's revel in how gross that death yeah. was. It's just like, it's a desperate and act. I already assume he's kind of jawless or something's going yeah. on because he's got yeah. the whole breathing device and everything. Yeah. But, um, Fucking metal as shit! And so, yeah, no, I always have a problem in movies where you do have... Uh, this is part of my thing I was making when we had our fucking eight-hour-long Mass Effect 3 spoiler cast. Yes, yeah. I was bitching about how... Uh, uh, Shepard spends the whole game having a little dead child saying, Oh, help us, Commander yeah. Shepard. It's pretty much the same thing in this movie. Which, even if they just did that huh. once or twice in this movie, but it happens like 
five times in this movie. See, I just that didn't bother me because the thing is, is that it's not like some little thing. Or like, oh, sometimes I have premonitions. He is haunted every moment. Well, even regardless of that, I think that takes away from Hardy's performance because at least Gibson, he had those. Every time Gibson has a uh, character beat, he Uh gets you have he has to perform that. He Mm -hmm. he has to actually act out his conflict between okay, do I you know do I just serve myself? Do I help these people? Mm -hmm. Whereas every time Tom Hardy has that moment in. Fury Road, instead of being able to internalize that, and you have mm-hmm. to watch him actually like figure this out by himself, it's always like, the kid, help us, Max! Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's like, Whoa, oh, mm-hmm. I better get, guess I better go help them. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes away, I kind of wonder what it would be like if he was actually able to pr- actually act that out, rather than just having a vision you being sure. shown so literally. But then again, like I said, but it's a different different interpretation of the Max yeah. character. And again, if they're going to do three, like two or three more movies with Max like this, yeah, they're not going to be having that flashback every time Max talks to somebody. So he's going to have to grow what? involved. And I'm kind of curious to see what he yeah. turns into. I, I um, understand. I totally understand that issue. I can see where you're coming from. But what I liked about it is that Max doesn't really have a choice. I yeah. liked that. That's he's being forced to be to to listen to those better angels. You know, yeah. it's like he would shoot these people, take their water, and call it good. But he can't. Yeah. Like, that's how broken he is. He's having. He's being able to pull back to his humanity as opposed to, yeah, I'm broken, but I don't know, that little kid has a pretty cool banger egg. <laughs> so... No, in that world it would definitely be a banger egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just even the scene where uh, he first meets the girls when he, he's getting off the truck and he sees yeah. a bunch of like girls in like white, gauzy clothing yeah. closing each other down. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking shoot you all. <laughs> Because it's such like, like, yeah. like it looks like it's gonna be like this titillizing thing. Although yeah. I do like it's justified because you know what's actually happening. But yeah, that was just a fucking hilarious moment. But it's a shame that there's nothing else to talk about this movie because we're just gonna talk about Max. But no <laughs> there's no women in this movie. I can't we're actually going this long talking about the movie without actually talking about so this the best part. The, of the best movie. part of the whole movie. So are we gonna say is it all mothers? The all mothers are the best part of the movie. Do you agree? It's just any female in that all, movie, really. The, I mean, all the. Mo- which ones? Because in the credits, they also have a credit for the Vuvalini? That's what that's what they are. Is the, that what they the, are, too? Yeah. The, yeah, the Vuvalini. Because I, I noticed the actresses that are labeled as the Vuvalini are also older ladies. I mean, yeah. There's, there's only so many uh, women yeah. in the movie. I, mean, I don't think they call them that in the movie. I don't know if they ch- decided in the post mothers, or something. Yeah. But yeah, the and many I know mothers. that the fat ladies being milked are the milking mothers. I wonder they if, say that too. But. I wonder if the, the many... Because it implies they're a bigger group of them. So I yeah, wonder if the many mothers are just like the guardians? Are just like the warriors? And all the others have died? So maybe the warriors class is called the Vuvalini of the That's many mothers. That's entirely possible, yeah. You know? They were the fucking most... Okay, so this week, I finished Frankie and Grace, which is about seven-year-old ladies allowed to be their own people. And then I go see fucking Mad Max, which has these old women who, it turns out, did you see, did their own stunts in this fucking movie? Well, it's, they're gonna be dead anyway, so... A like, 77-year-old woman was doing those stunts. What? Like, that, the, the seed mother was doing her own fucking stunts in that movie. Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake! Oh and they were God. asking her, why are you doing this? She's like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. Which is like, fucking yeah! I saw so, one of the older women there. Supposedly one of those ladies is actually the lady who was supposed to originally play Max's wife in the first one, but oh, she had really? because she was sick. But she still wanted to be in the <laughs> That's so movie. Good. But then, yeah. Man, but no, that, the, the, the many mothers were one of the most awesome things I have ever they seen showed up. I was going to be heartbroken because they start talking about how they're going to go back into the Citadel. And I yeah. thought, well, okay, well, these characters are going to have to disappear because yeah. they're just, you know, they're 
are actually guardians in this. Yeah. But then when they come, I'm like, yeah. And they're allowed to be badass. They and the thing is, is that they fuck shit up and they die. Like, I, it sucked that they died, but the whole point was that they were they were willing to sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. and like just and like that it wasn't moments hesitation that there weren't there weren't girl fights. There was no like well, and here's a woman for me to have a fight with. Well, that's like that is the most remarkable thing about this movie is that even when they fight and they kick ass, it's never even played up like oh yeah, girl power moment. Yeah. Either. It's just it's simply a desperate they fight. Are, well, that, well, and my first reaction to this on Twitter was the most amazing thing about Fury Road is that Fury Road treats gender as everything and nothing. Yeah. Everything yeah. with the wives and everything like that because it does like, you know, women get fucked up in post-apocalyptic society. God, that's likely to happen. But when it comes to once you put a uh, gun on a woman's hand then yeah. suddenly gender has no issue and they're just another human being and they're yeah. fighting for their fucking survival. Yeah. And the movie never even makes a big thing out of it. It's just, that's the thing. It's like, like there's been so many criticisms from MRI saying this movie's, this movie's not feminist. It just, well, no, no I mean, but I mean, it depends on your interpretation of the word feminist. I'm, feminist is just about equal stuff. This is just, it's what, whip, the women literally take down a patriarchy bill. So what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, oh, you mean feminism is just about people being treated equally? That's what I'm saying. That's what this movie is. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. they do also literally take down a patriarchy. But there's no big speeches about like, no, no. we're women and we can do everything. They're not. That, it's just all total in action. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what this movie is. You yeah. say that women can just, you know, fucking let you women do their shit. That's what shit. feminism yeah. is, Bill. Yeah. That's literally what a feminist movie is. It's yeah. not like uh, 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 strong female characters, like the poster you have in the corner. It's just a movie where women are allowed to be But then what, what do they do with the, with the milking mothers then? <laughs> do they still just go, well, I'm already lactating. Might as well just keep this up. Well, I do like that the, the thing at the end is like, they don't explain how things are going to magically get better well, in you this would think because hierarchical society. It's entirely possible that Furiosa just ends up having to be a tyrant just to yeah. keep things in check. Just a benevolent tyrant. I know she could be the villain in the next one. Yeah. Although... I don't know if Charlize Theron will ever do another one of these fucking movies. Oh, no. Supposedly she hates everything. <laughs> Although, supposedly, like, to, uh, uh, fucking uh, George Miller, get, like, he got into screaming matches with Tom Hardy, too. So I'll it sounds like it. Tom Hardy Tom Hardy is an that. asshole. I love Tom Hardy. He's a crazy asshole. I That's part of me. I feel bad because all the, the... Everyone's anecdotes about Tom Hardy being a crazy asshole kind of mm. already poisons me against sure. him as a, as a... Well, he's just like... He's an intense... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I intense am, weirdo. Mel Gibson is so good. Even though he's a hateful anti-Semite. But also, I will say this. Who has a good time filming action sequences for 128 days in the desert? <laughs> it, you were not well, sitting what, on a beach with a Mai Tai in your was hand. talking about. Like, the only yeah. real set we had for most of the shoot was us just sitting in the cabin of this war rig. Yeah. That was our shoot for three months was yeah and like with nothing yeah. else to do tom nothing hardy else to entertain ourselves did, yeah, we just kind of turned on each other yeah. in some in some red carpet interview tom hardy said and they're like you know how do you feel after filming this movie he's like i feel like i need to apologize to george miller because yeah. he's like i was so myopic i couldn't see what he saw because how the fuck could i you yeah. know so i remember they were talking about about a year after they actually did the filming in 2012 like it like mm-hmm. it was like november 2013 they were talking about how they were going to they are going to do, like, three weeks of reshoots, so I actually mm-hmm. went online to see what the hell that must have been. And so it sounds like they were, according to like, interviews with George Miller and Tom Hardy at the time, mm-hmm. they weren't refilming things as much as adding story material. Mm-hmm. And uh, supposedly for the reshoots, they had a lot of uh, calls for extras with weird faces and stuff, so it sounds like for the reshoots, they wouldn't mm-hmm. actually they felt that that's when they fleshed out all the Citadel, Citadel stuff. stuff. Probably at the beginning and the end. Huh. They, that's, I wonder at some point they decided to add the whole water... 
Yeah. Um, like a, uh, so, no, it's not even a subplot, but the, yeah. just, just had more stuff with the Citadel to yeah. flesh that out a little huh. more. So, like, I wonder if at the beginning, if I wonder if they may have had just a very small practical set. Yeah. And then maybe once the studio saw how good the movie was coming together, like, okay, yeah. we'll give you some extra money just to flesh out more of the Citadel stuff. We'll yeah. do some blue screen stuff. We'll do some more. Yeah. Just big crowd things just yeah. to give the movie more scope and scale, which worked out. Yeah. Even though I was a little bummed because everyone, all the reviewers were like, this movie. Is almost entirely practical, no CGI. Yeah, this movie gets Sin City esque, mostly with the Citadel stuff because it I is was such a, a little, big place. I was a little disappointed at how much CGI was in the Citadel. But on the other hand, it's like if 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 Fred, George Miller had these tools when he was making Road Warrior, he would have fucking he done it done then. Exactly, yeah, you know, it's like I mean, the last thing you do see in the movie is a terrible '90s CGI fucking <laughs> steering wheel with like bumping at you, know, like like coming at you, and I was like, that's all goofy. But still, I wonder how much of that CGI stuff was like because the studio was like, yeah, we're gonna make it CGI, we're gonna make it 3D in post, so yeah. let's get some shit coming up in your face. Oh, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, which is the fucking in-the-war party of fucking Joe's party. He has a fucking music ring that has drums all up the back, and then the front are just amps, and then there's this dude in a union suit with a face mask, like, who, who is implied has, like, hooks and is suspended on bungee cords, playing a guitar with flames shooting out of it, and it was when that happened where I was like, I know what this movie is. I like how that is, uh, that is quickly becoming, like, the iconic thing to come out of this movie, is that fucking... That's just so ridiculous thing. Where there were leaks, um, so, because I've been browsing the Mad Max costuming forums, and I guess there were some costume leaks that came out, like, like a couple years ago when they were uh-huh. filming, and people trying to figure out, like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And one of the things, turns out, it's supposed to be the mask of that guy, and it's, he's actually wearing this face of someone else. I was wondering what it was. And someone was asking George Miller in an interview, like, what's going on with that dude's face? And George Miller came up with the whole backstory about yeah. how, so this kid, he uh-huh. was a musician in the Wasteland, uh-huh. was discovered by Emerton Joe. Yeah. Emerton, what are the fuck we're going to yeah. call him? Joe. Joe. Yeah. And, uh, but the kid had a mother, uh-huh. and the kid uh, wanted to play for his mother, but not for Emerton Joe, so Emerton Joe had his mother killed, and the kid went so crazy as a result of his mother being killed that he scalped his mom and took her face, and now wears her face as his mask when he's performing, because as a wow. tribute to his mom. Kind of whatever. I don't know what a story that makes, but yeah. like, I was like, really? What the fuck? Like, this just came out, Greg, uh, out of George Miller's head yeah. on, off the top of it during the middle of an interview. That dude is so years old. The fact that he came up with the whole backstory just for the fucking flaming guitar Bill, guy. when you and I are seven years old, I only hope we're able to come up with shit like Mad Max Fury Road. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, sure, I know you're disappointed that it's not like whatever, but that was like, what, like over 20 years ago? No, I had a good fucking time. And it was like, can you imagine coming that far after? I mean, imagine, so it wasn't as good as Road Warrior or whatever. Can you imagine if George Lucas had come well, back and the prequels had been anything close to what this My was? thing isn't even, it's not even me going, it's not as good as Road yeah. Warrior. It's a different animal than the Road It's Warrior. a totally different, well, every Especially Mad Max movie and is like a very that. different There's a couple t- points where I do think objectively they could have done better. Aside from Max, like, uh, when Nux is falling in love with the red-haired uh, bride mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. The, the back of the truck, mm-hmm. it's obviously like the background behind them, like the sunset is all just green screen. I was yeah. like, Come on. I, was like, I know. You kind of come on, like, you know. I mean, I know that everything else in the movie is so practical that, like, yeah. at a certain point, like, yeah. it's just easier for them to do digital stuff. Sure. A little bit like... I can understand so, that. So, from a filmmaking perspective, it's definitely a raggeded, more raggedy film than mm-hmm. uh, The Road Warrior or Thunderdome. 
But st- I had a good time. This is not me saying it's bad. It's a different animal, and like I said, production values are a little weird. And like, gets us kind of Sin City. I I like, but I like how spare it was, and how it was just really one fucking chase scene. The whole movie. That is ballsy. That is ballsy to do that. The whole movie. I like that it starts off with Max trying to escape, and he doesn't get out. Yeah, he doesn't escape. Because you think that's gonna be the start of yeah. the movie too? No, he doesn't get out. And oh man, this movie opens with Tom Hardy being pinned down and forcibly shaved, and which is now I've learned a fetish. <laughs> this Tom Hardy being taken from a terrible haircut, something higher and tighter. Yeah. How you doing? That was a good time. How you doing? And uh, fucking, we haven't talked about fucking Charlie's Theron. Charlie's well, Theron. the big thing in the room. That's amazing. A, this is the only other reason I'm going to go be br- 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 about Tom Hardy. Yeah. Is because Charlie's Theron blows his ass out of the fucking water. I mean, by, by no fault of his own, because she is she, the main character. She the has the arc in this movie. This movie. I can't imagine this movie did not start off as an Imperator for Furiosa movie, uh-huh. and the Max is only in there just to kind of just make get the movie made because he is so, vest- so vestigial to this movie. His his because like I said, Max doesn't do anything that actually impacts the plot in the whole movie, other than at the end he kind of decides to rejoin everyone when they when they go back. I mean, and- it's his idea to take on Joe. Is it? I can't. Yeah, remember. she was like, "We're gonna cross the desert." It's Max's idea. Yes, it's his idea. That's his one contribution to the plot. <laughs> uh, but um, Charlie's uh, Theron. Charlie's Theron is amazing. Scene in the desert. He, that was really. That good. is the beating heart of that whole fucking yeah. movie. Despite yeah. all the CGI, despite well, she the has beating. the arc. She has. The, she That's goes through the journey in that movie. Max in this movie is the gyro captain <laughs> from Road Warrior. He's the guy just kind of tagging along, said he got any gasoline. See, I Max. Um, Max is always just the person who shows up, affects change, and then leaves. He's, he's not, never... But in this movie, he's not even the catalyst. In the other movies, he was at least the catalyst. In this one, he gets sucked into Furiosa's story, and he's just the sidekick. But he, he shapes her path. Barely. And we'll agree to disagree on that. And as Ultimately, much as the gyro captain... My point is, is that there's no, never going to be really an arc to Mad Max, other than he is a, a, a bad man, a good man who's been broken. He's, oh, I'm a bad man. Oh, but there's this person. I'd be good to them. And then walk into the sunset. That's all that, that is Mad Max arc in every movie. Like, yeah, like, but this is... And that's what I'm saying. I want an anthology. Did I say this on this podcast? Or was no. about this morning? I want it. I want the next couple. I want an anthology series of Mad Max movies. Oh, you didn't mention yeah. Where Max is just like a thread throughout, but it's yeah. mostly just about weirdos in the wastelands. But that's what I said. That was kind of like what the first couple movies were about. Yeah, it's like, it's just, Furious. I like, Furiosa is amazing. I liked all the brides. I was surprised how much I liked them. But the many mothers, man, the many mothers. I'm sad my favorite many mother died. Uh, the pregnant one? Oh, no, the, 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 the wife. I'm thinking about the wife. Yeah. I was kind of surprised when she gets taken out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, what I liked about it is that the movie, um, the there's some, the there's doctor some, that looks after her is the organic, the organic mechanic. mechanic. <laughs> There, um, the I do like that this movie. There are some characters in this movie that you think like, oh, this person will live, and then they die, and that's kind of nice. I mean, well, I guess a lot of the them pregnant, are... the pregnant um wife dies. Um, yeah, yeah she the just many mothers, so the more quote unquote prominent, like all the the many mothers are essentially like the the good people from the World Warrior, and that they're the good people who just get shot. Yeah, down trying to but I mean, like the else, the prominent but... ma- many mothers die, and yeah. the one there are many mothers who live, but they're not the ones that's, that got screen time. That's one thing too. Like again, not, I hate to keep on going back to World Warrior, where had a little more of a plot and a little more time with the characters to mm-hmm. set them up before there's a big, a- big action sequence so you feel the impact of them dying more. Uh, See, I, I, did, I don't... I didn't... I, wish I, I, felt, I, I got wish what I needed. I with the I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. So what's, I want so a Many Mothers... Was, I want Many Mothers prequel comics. So what do you think the story of the Many Mothers were? Because it's interesting because that. there is definitely some kind of fleshed out back... Well, who knows how well fleshed it out. But there is definitely some kind of backstory. And it's interesting too because... 
the timeline doesn't make a whole lot of sense because okay, so Tom Hardy was a cop before I know, this went yeah. down. I looked up this whole ages. cult has come up, like and these people have forgotten everything except for this faith of Joe. Yeah. In like what, five years? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and Charlie's Theron has gr- has been born and grown up in the middle of this too, despite yeah. how she's an actress that's two years older than Tom yeah. Hardy. Uh, uh, which I, Bill, I saw that. Bill I'm also gonna point out did its movie I don't, I don't, I don't. about well, people who spray paint their faces and then explode but just walk <laughs> no, away. That's kind of the weird things that happen when you take like a B movie where logic isn't supposed to make too <laughs> exactly. much sense. But then you do realize there is some kind of like logic to the world building. Sure, and there's yeah. tension between there. It's yeah. a Looney Tunes universe. And exactly. Kind of like a world filled with sadness and pathos. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, but um, yeah, it is kind of like wonder exactly because she does come out and say like I'm the granddaughter of Mary Jo Bassa. Yeah, and she's got like there's credentials with this family. Yeah. So. And so yeah. she was grown up, she grew up in the green place, which yeah. it's a shame that like when they show what the green place is, it's the most boring and dumb part of the movie that is not haunting at all. Oh, man. I love that. The whole audience, the, I'm serious, my, my theater is such a good theater, they're like, <gasps> like, you can hear. They make such a great point of like making yeah. that such a memorable thing, even though it's yeah. like literally like three shots in the whole movie, yeah. I'm just going through the swamp yeah. and, and like the bog walkers. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, what the hell? Like, what it's the hell so happened haunting. There? And you find out that actually is something that I did yeah. like five minutes later, I was like, Shit, that does suck. Yeah. Um, I was. I thought up. they were gonna say the green place was the one tree. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's the Eve. That they actually it. should have had the skeletons of Adam and Eve and a snake yeah. right next to that tree, just yeah. like the whole biblical thing. Like this garden of Eve would not fuck it up. But like that was creepy. That was yeah, creepy. So I like even really when the movie nice. slows down. It's still kind of like whoa. That was really nice. And um, I liked. I liked all the 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 war pups. Like that was such a little kids. Well, that's that's the thing. So Evan Joe. So I guess he's been taking. So again, it seems like the, he's been. He has a society that's been going on for at least a couple generations. Yeah, where. The women seem to be divided entirely between being milkers or breeders, or his wives. God mm-hmm. knows, probably been murdered. Or laborers, because the there are some women working well, on the I wheel. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, you got the war pups and the war boys, and that's pretty much it. But then you do have the cast off older mutant people yeah. that need to be fed. I don't know why he keeps them around other than just to be like. Just he needs he, people. He, to he wants him. to be worshipped. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. The, but that, but I don't know. Kind of the implication that I got could be that though it seems like some of the work pups because like um, uh, what's his butt Knox says that he's probably going to die because of his tumors. Yes, I think. And like maybe, oh, yeah, maybe they could be cast off. So, like they have little smiley faces. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Knox, I was expecting to be annoyed by, but I actually really liked Knox. Okay. It was kind of annoying. There was like this weird little love story in the middle of this movie. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it is a fucking loony too. Better him and them than than the- Max and Furiosa. <laughs> Become friends. He no. has blood, but it's still like yeah. I'm surprised. Like when he leaves, he isn't just like fuck you. Yeah. No. She. Like... Brenna did point out that um, in Road Warrior, um, or in uh, maybe it's Beyond Thunderdome. Larry like, Stickums, whatever it is. Max. Yeah. They all kind the, of blur together. Yeah. Well, Max is the Christ figure, and in this one, Furiosa is the Christ figure. Down to Max. being pierced in the side and and resurrecting at the end. I don't get it. Like, what? <laughs> What? Um, no, that's actually a good uh, point, yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then, like, rising at the end and ascending, you know, and all this shit. But then like, Max had given his blood. So- I love how much m- blood Max loses in this movie. <laughs> and then he has to fucking do all this shit. He doesn't even get to eat a candy bar. What I love about Tom Hardy is he has this physicality to him. Like, that opening sequence where he's running through the halls being chased by the I want to go back and watch that, because he does a leap over his own car. Yeah. That looks like it's... I'm thinking of a CGI with some people who knows what it is, but, I mean, that looks like it's him. And- Tom Hardy has this physicality yeah. that he... That I would believe he could lose half his body and blood and still just be a fucking stubborn dog and keep going. Yeah. Like, he has this... Re- he is, he is a pit bull. He's a rel- 
relentless fucking beast. Yeah, and whereas Mel Gibson was, was more of a battered junkyard dog, where yeah. he is more of a pit bull, where he's more gonna like just bulldoze his way through yeah, problems and, and I stuff. Love but, that which is that about makes Tom it, that's Hardy. It's, I totally get else. that it's not your it's not your Mad Max, but he and he's he's like he's like I I like his Mad Max, but I love his fucking like murmuring like Popeye esque sides and shit. I love that shit, and it so suits Miller. He still sounds like Bane to me every time I, I hear his voice. I hear. I know. Oh, well, Matt, Tom Hardy always does voices for his characters. <laughs> I know, because I've seen him in interviews. I'm like, oh, he can communicate like a normal human being. Yeah. He's not always like, well, oh, if you think about it, he doesn't fucking, he's been alone in the desert for, he doesn't talk to people. I can see why he's you're a curse there ass on? motherfucker. For day 49. And you got fucking Tom Hardy uh, being all. Tom Hardy <laughs> is also, um, I think, a method actor for the most part. That's too. what I've heard. Yeah, I've heard so... people say he's Brandon esque in that Marlon Brando also drove people back to do <laughs> not stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Apparently, yeah. yeah, during Bronson, like some uh, some of the crew, he really freaked out because he stayed in character. <laughs> yeah, because it's a hard character to stay in, so he just kind of stayed there all day. And he, uh, he seems enthused about being in the new movies, too. Yeah. So, this movie seems like it did well enough that it will justify some kind of sequel. Yeah. Um, it got its ass whooped by Pitch Perfect 2, which yeah. cracks me up. Not that, like, the movie, not sure. that Fury Road did badly. Yeah. It's just Pitch Perfect, Perfect made twice as much money, yeah. money as anyone was anticipating. Because which who, who, anybody who wants to go see Mad Max that could still be seeing Avengers yeah. or whatever. Which, hey, you know what? It's If Mad Max is going to get its ass whooped by a movie about women directed by a woman, yeah. that's actually a great movie to get taken I out by. I like first pitch perfect. That, I still yeah, can't believe how much of that per- pitch perfect movie was barf jokes, though. If if I need okay, podcast listeners, barf and fi- fat jokes in that movie. If you have seen Pitch Perfect two, please tweet at us at Boy Hattie Podcast and tell me if there are any vomit jokes in Pitch Perfect you don't two. Like vomit jokes. I I when I see fake vomit, I want to vomit. Yeah. When I hear it, I want to vomit. Well, you should believe the why the brides are opposing each other off is because they had a bar- barfing contest in the back of the water. <laughs> That's it. Um. Dude, those fucking cars! Those are amazing cars, dude. I still can't get over the Polecats, where they had a an, a V8 engine as the cantilever. If Cirque du Soleil doesn't do a licensed Mad Max show, they're fucking insane. Suppose it was Cirque du Soleil people on the pole. I'll poles. believe it. But I love even it totally actually. Aside from looking cool, it made sense because yeah. that's the easiest way you're gonna get somebody. Yeah, to Because yeah. in the other Mad Max movies, everyone's just trying to jump on a vehicle, step yeah. off, and everyone's getting wiped out. Makes sense. And also, like half those sticks are also can be also. Yeah. Double as the fucking uh, explosive pole vault, exactly. which you have access to all this gasoline and stuff. It yeah. makes sense that, like, yeah. instead of guns and stuff, even though everyone has guns and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the cars are fucking crazy. Fucking, uh, uh, fucking Furious Joe, whatever the fuck his name is. Immorta Joe. Immorta Joe. It's a hard name to pronounce. It is. I, 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 I thought his name was Immortal Joe the whole movie. Yeah. It was only in the credits. Well, I was like, oh. Everyone's kind of, especially when. I want to see that movie. I can't wait till that movie comes out on DVD because I want to see it in with subtitles. Because granted, you don't have to listen to a damn line of dialogue in that movie, which I know you don't like, but I liked that it was a terse ass movie. You could watch that movie That's muted. Funny. But and you get don't the understand. Experience. Well, it's so loud. Okay. You can't hear you, anything. You, you probably didn't hour. like it, but I really liked the soundtrack in the use of that one bit of string. That, that just like the build up. That's the other thing. Yeah, I didn't like the soundtrack. I know, I know you didn't. And then like whenever the fucking guitar dude showed up, great, like yeah. actually integrating it into I the score. Wish the other music was from the guitar guy yeah. and the Tycho drummers. That would have yeah. been actually kind of great if you I could actually hear that kind of drumming stuff. And I liked that it was just kind of relentless. No, actually, that's the, the soundtrack. Movie. I didn't have too much of an issue. Whenever there's some dramatic stuff, like when um, Max is giving blood to uh, Furiosa, uh-huh. like the music is so loud and so. 
Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, calm Bill, down a little bit. Bill, you get this important moment, Bill? Bill, do you understand? That's what I'm saying. This is a guy from, like, who thinks, who, like, we gonna need another hero. That song seems subtle compared to the soundtrack. But whatever. Again, it's a different aesthetic of, like, I'm not, like, you know, going, it's not as good as Marie Stars. We did new music for Lone Arabia. I'm gonna be a fucking asshole about it. But yeah, the fucking uh, Immortal Joe Joe has the fucking car made out of two different cars. Yeah, which I guess is to show that like not only could he get the one car, but he's so he's got so powerful he get yeah. two of the same car matching yep. together. Yeah, and like just everything. It's interesting. So I saw this week people posting a, a concept art from this movie from back in two thousand and one when they were still trying to yeah. get it with Mel Gibson. The design of the war rig is exactly the same. I believe it. Yeah. So it's it's funny to think that they're not kidding about how they were really working on this for like the last fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah. And they have actually yeah. a lot. The basic story and all the designs remained almost exactly the same. Yeah. So, uh, I really liked um, uh, fucking uh, uh, which car? I liked all the cars. The cars were amazing. I'm not even a car head. There were spiky cars. There was the tank car. Oh, I wanted to say I liked the bullet guy and I liked the gas guy and I liked their two very different subcultures. Well, they're so cool. Yeah, actual subcultures. Not just yeah. you got the bullet farmer with his like little fucking yeah, his like Sith Lord fucking bullet cape. Yeah. And you got the people eater. Yeah. Is it was the would the people eater be from Gastown? He was from Gastown. Yeah, and I loved his like his his nose. His nose got And then off. like all the um like the detailing on the his car and everything yeah. was so good. Was like they had to make they had to kill the fat guy. I was so sad. I liked that everybody like the different cities had their own very distinct cultures. So is the idea that um Furiosa that she was taking? So is the idea she takes the war egg out because it's filled with water and milk? Because mm-hmm. I thought at first I thought it was just water, but then you see that it's actually full. It's of going milk. to trade for gasoline. This poor lady. I know. The one thing that did, the only thing that bothered me about this movie, and I keep thinking about it, is um, she is really trusted by the men on the rig. Like, they assume that they're acting under... There's some weird backstory about why they put a lady in charge of this most important Well, and they say, it's your imperator, and they phrase her, and I'm like, okay, what's what's that mean? Is imperator a title, whereas Firo says her name? And and then she she goes off the road, and the dudes trust her. And she says, she's like, I've done this many times, but this is the first I've gotten. Like, well, if you've done this many times, why are you so trusted? That's the only part of the movie that I didn't understand. I wonder if she was saying that she's done this run, because I'm assuming what she's doing is that she... uh, I'm assuming what... So she drives out the tank full of water and milk and god knows mm-hmm. what else and uh, drives it to, to to the bullet farm in a gas town mm-hmm. and essentially fills it up you know gives them water gives them milk because that all the water and the milk has to come from the citadel out to the to, yeah. out to the other two cities yeah and they probably fill it you know probably fill it up with bullets and, and mm-hmm. gasoline mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if she's just saying that she's taken alternate like by saying she's done this whole bunch of times that she's done this run before not that she's trying to escape oh that she's not it's a little weird before. because it is a little bit like and it does take those guys a long time to figure out yeah. That she's I really bad. liked like, that because do, it's like I they trust like her so implicitly. Well, yeah, it is so much that the works obviously hers because they even painted a skeleton. I arm loved that on the side of the door. I loved just that to show that's so hers. So she's so obviously good. She's, uh, she's practically like third in charge there. It's yeah. not like she's even just yeah. trusted. But like, I don't, then you wonder like, what did she do to get so trusted? Yeah, and especially because yeah, this is obviously not a society that's good for women to be in. Yeah, uh, unless you're some kind of fucking mutant mouth motherfucker. Yeah. In the mud, um, and so yeah, there's some kind of like yeah, I'm kind of wondering. And I, I'm, I'm like, I never want the movie a movie to explain it to me though, ever. No, I don't want another Furiosa movie. I don't. Really? I don't. Like, I like her story oh, as it is. We need to have Emperor Furiosa. <laughs> well, no, that means like I said, if she becomes a villain, that would be interesting. I don't I would almost and a sympathetic villain of some sort. I could almost deal with another trilogy. That's this Furiosa trilogy. See, but where Mad does Max she go? Just, 
She has her home. I mean, of course, you know, like you can invent something new, but her story is done. Man, there was a great interview with um, well, because all the Mad Max stuff is is so big this week. Somebody reposted. Uh, so somebody had done a, a, an interview with George Miller. Uh, right before Thunderdome came out, mm-hmm. and uh, because was it Orson Welles died the same week that Thunderdome came out, mm-hmm. uh, the magazine that he had written this interview with George Miller with for they did not run the uh, the George Miller interview because they suddenly they scrapped all the content for the magazine. Sure, suddenly became Orson an Orson Welles uh, yeah. tribute, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, with Fury Road coming out, I should post this like fucking five page long interview with George Miller I did back mm-hmm. in the day." And one of the big things they talk about is the genesis of. Uh, Auntie Entity, Turner's yeah. character from Thunderdome, about mm-hmm. how, he, like, again, they talk about how she's not a villain in that movie, and yeah. how even George Miller says in that, well, we could have done a whole trilogy about Tina Turner's character and how she yeah. wound up becoming, like, like essentially Mad Max's arc, where she, yeah. where she was before the apocalypse happened, how she ends up becoming, uh, you know, the, the fucking ruler of Barter Town. Yeah. And uh, I like to see, you could almost kind of do the same story with, like, I mean... Furiosa becomes the ruler at the end of this movie. Yeah. But you could still do more stories about her just like, you know, she's got the other two towns she has to deal with. Yeah. Now, I don't know, there's, you could do something. Mad Max is like the raggedy dog who wanders through the stories. I know, He's I done. Know. He's off. Mad Max is always on the move. He's on to something What's else. What's the next story about? Some, something fucking different. And the thing is that in our modern tentpole world, that's mm-hmm. not going to be it at all. It's going to have to be, oh, interwoven threads, and how does this lead to that? And like, blah, blah, blah. I know we're not going to get that. Next like I said, I want him. every Mad Max movie to be a standalone movie. Next movie is going to be about him fighting over Lego and Amiibos. <laughs> it's going to be about he, Tom Hardy knocking on my door and my, letting me pin him down and give him a haircut oh and then a blowjob. That's the next Mad Max movie. I just picture you in that world like at the end of the movie, you don't let him go and you're like, no, you're coming up with this fucking I was gonna say, with me. Oh, you know how this movie is about him freeing sex slaves? <laughs> Fooled you. <laughs> You my slick save now, baby. You oh put the God. mask back on. And with that terrible comment, oh. Bill, do you have anything else to say about Rune? I see Rune a Port? vagina uh, from here. I, I just really... picture with, with the mask on. You just really just talk. Uh, just like, we were going to go see it again today, but I don't think we're going to. But I'm going to go see that movie you again next weekend. Yeah, we're, we're going to see it a couple of times. But man, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's... I'm sorry, did it blast your ass off? I'm glad you didn't hate it. No, again, like I said, I, I had a great time, like I said, as a Mad Max movie and kind of indifferent to it. I didn't even dislike it from that perspective. It's just kind of like... I want more movies with badass old broads. The broad stuff is this movie is way more important than just being a Mad Max movie. Yeah. Just it's I just having and not even having the fact that like it doesn't even do anything older to women. Yeah, just it doesn't have older women present. It technically doesn't do anything special because like I said, there's no long speeches or anything like that. It just shows women are just treated like everyone else. They die, they I get hurt, they fight, they and it's insane that is that fucking rare, especially I, for yeah. action movies. I, I want the next Mad Max movie to have a cool old broad as the. I don't know how you live up to this movie. It's, it's if hard. almost any Mad Max movie after this is going to yeah. seem aggressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, well, and also because, like I said, I worry because every Mad Max movie is so its own creature. Like, I worry about the Mad Max universe. I don't want a Mad Max universe. That's not what Mad Max is. You don't want to turn into, Mad like, Max yeah. is essentially a box of Lego, and you just build well, whatever you want. Spoiler for the next Mad Max, he runs into someone who tells the story of, uh, story of how they met Mad Max, like, 30 years later. Like, <laughs> back in the day when I yeah. met Mad Max, he did this, and turns yeah. out... He gave me all the Legos and Amiibos I needed. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's just... Did, does the main 
uh, how many how many of the women m- many mothers actually survive at the end of the many movie? mothers i think only two yeah because the old lady with the with the seeds dies mm-hmm. um and my favorite dies and yeah a couple most of them die man, I the think wife two. names what's the, the like i love the one of them is called the dag like just in the names again in this movie and fucking yeah the names are so good i fucking love this movie and oh just even like i love like uh, again going back to world building stuff i love the fact that when the, when uh they salute uh, uh, Immortal Doe. Mm-hmm. They do like the V8 sign. Yeah. They, they fold their hands to look like a V8 engine. Yeah. And just like that whole religion. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so. I guess according to George, George Miller, the idea is that Immortal Joe, he has he he claims to have died and come back. Yeah. Just to serve his kingdom. Right. And so that's why all the war boys are hell bent on dying because they know yeah. they can come back too. Yeah. And yeah, when they first start when when they spray paint their teeth, I was like, what the fuck is that? I thought they were gonna yeah. like. I, I thought I thought it was like some sort of juicing or sort of like thing. That. Yeah, like some then sort of. Then you realize because they've slit all their li- lips to look like the grill of a car. Yeah. They're spray painting. They're just trying to make themselves look like cars before they die. Yep. And like, what? That's a great like again the religion or whatever is not really yeah. explained, but you just yeah. get enough detail. You're like, there's yeah. some the, this. this well, it's nice because lore, like in the best fucking sci-fi fantasy movies, lore is just there. It's you just don't there live to soak in. Yeah, it's like you don't live in it or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like watching a foreign film. Yeah, you're just kind of getting as many details as you get there's from just from the surface just from yeah. but yeah you're kind of left to and it's like there's a feeling of more depth there but you don't need to you know go and and live yeah. in it or anything like that you know it's like keeper of the seeds that's the old lady that's the who's the yeah so you have uh nux morton joe splendid aragad which is the pregnant uh wife uh capable toast the knowing the dag <laughs> cheeto the fragile <laughs> Rictus Erectus is the dude's son. Oh, that's right, Rictus. Because they say it, it's like, I had a brother! And he was perfect. <laughs> that movie, it's Fucking you know, crazy. it is a Mad Max movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, it's it's good times. Mad, yeah. Max, Mad Max movies are always hilarious. Yeah, George Miller, he's gonna do Happy Feet three. <laughs> I love. I have to say, I think of all the directors in Hollywood who have had this long and storied career. George, I think I kind of respect George Miller. George Miller got problems more than Steven Spielberg. Because Steven Spielberg made some big stinkers. Ridley Scott made some big stinkers. Like, what would, George Miller always just what makes was the George Miller that shit Blu-ray movies. box set. See, that's the thing! It's like, you got Babe in there! Soaked in gasoline with a, with a fluffy pig on top and a dancing hats. penguin. <laughs> and, and like, which is... But he also did, like, Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. And, like... That dude... I started off as a medical guy. He was an ambulance. out of George mechanic. Miller. He is... Well, that's, like, that uh, guy... Uh, Oh man! Oh, buddy, intimation. Go see Mad Max. It's good. If it's a lot of fun, it was well worth my ten dollars. I don't even know if I want to see it in theaters because I just like I'm just so like it is it, as an experience. Like, and again, like me bitching about the plot stuff. It really worth is worth it. Them having made that movie just to yeah. see what happens when you decide to make a movie that is really just one long chase. Yeah. Like some some movies people will say, well that movie is essentially just one long chase. I mean this really it's really, really technically is. two chases. Yeah, technically. With yeah. like five minutes of people in the desert yeah. going, Oh, there's a naked lady in a tower. What's yeah. that? It's a tra- it's a trap. See, whereas you, but, you whereas you thought that you wish it had slowed down in some points to be have more character moments, I almost wish it was a little shorter. Not that even I wish that to like, I don't even I think it would do a disservice to this movie to have slowed it down. It's just, yeah. in terms of, like, it's a t- it's telling a different kind of story. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell the story and have slow it down to a Road Warrior thing and still no. keep its integrity. That's no. what I'm saying. It's not like I'm saying 
I wish they had made, aside from a couple things like how it was shot, and so I wish some of the CGI was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I wish they could have done that. But I'm fine with the movie just standing as it is. There's nothing mm-hmm. I would actually change. So there's a couple things where weak because I grew up with the older Mad Max sure. movies. It's just me being me 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 me. At least yeah, I recognize that. But like my my wife Tom Hardy was amazing, and my wife's husband Charlie Theron was amazing. So. Yeah, I had a really good time. Did you see this st- one last thing? Did you see was it the stunt lady uh, Dana? Oh God, what's her name? The the stunt double for Furiosa. She's been hmm. tweeting all of the photos that she took during this the shoot. No. Um, Twitter search Dana Grant. Dana Grant, and it's just yeah. She's uh, how you doing, Dana Grant? <laughs> I want her to be my new commander ship. Right? Uh huh. But um. <sighs> I'm guessing Sorry. she's at Dana Stunts. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, Foley's gonna lose her shit with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mad Max. We don't need Mad another Max. hero because she's already her name is Imperial Figure. So. I get her hand. Man, I I I liked how often they shot around her arm, uh-huh. it, beyond just doing uh, green screen on it. I really liked that that effect. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was and again, the, the hands never explained or anything like that. Yeah, she's just maybe, awesome. maybe she had to sacrifice to become an imperator just to yeah. show that, like you know, she's a badass. And maybe could that could the handle? No, that was like a femur. That was like a leg bone or something. That could it be her arm bone? Her like her her oh, fore she... arm? Could it? No, it's too. It had too much. That was like a leg bone. Yeah, that was a leg bone. Yeah, I like think a, about that. That was like, like the knuckle. Oh no, you never get to see her take her pants off. Apparently, <laughs> she's got like robot legs and built her robot. Presumably, is a Morton Joe because he's the only guy with like resource enough to yeah. do that. But why would like? Who gives that? a shit? It's Mad Max. Yeah. It's like it's like I love that there is That's stuff a full there quote for the for the Blu-ray. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Boy, out. <laughs> it's like I like that there is stuff there and there is a world That's there. But at the end of the day, it's like it's, just, it's just like a fucking it's it's like a D and D game where it's like the whole point is just feel like a badass at the end of it. It's like just fucking shit happens. It's a Queen song. You of don't want to sit or, down and yeah. like actually explain everything because that's not the point. The point is it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Such a weird universe. Yeah. And, I mean, it's better than any of the Star Wars movies in terms of, like, it, uh, Mad Max universe hangs together better than, than the whole Star Wars yeah. saga and all that shit. Yeah. Like, it's just really... It's just yeah. batshit bazonkers. George Lucas is looking at all the reviews for this movie and going, say, but I think no one likes the Star Wars prequels because, like, everyone loves George Miller so much. So yeah. That, like, this just shows yeah. how you bring back a 30-year-old thing and, yeah. like, have people love it. Yeah. And, yeah, there's no Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, goddamn Mad Max. All right, friends, we're going to take a break. We'll be back for the Geek Week interview. The only thing I did like was when he, um, when Tom Hardy is escaping and doing the fugitive thing, and he jumps out on the chain, and there's like that Looney Tunes moment, and I liked that they didn't do the obvious thing of a lot of dumb shots looking down. Yeah. Because that wasn't the point. The point wasn't the drop. The point was that he had no way out, and they're all the dudes just like swarming out, grabbing him. It felt like something out of a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, I like how the, like, the yeah. war boys are kind of tr- almost like treated like army ants. Yeah. It's like the swarm of people exactly. coming after him. Yeah. And I like how he cranked it up during that part, just like 
up the Looney Tunes-ness. I feel like it, like, tonally. It's like, well, this is the movie. Because he talked about, like, uh, in interviews, too, about how he slowed down. Like, if, if mm-hmm. there was, like, visual information that wasn't coming across clearly, the audience, yeah. he had no problem going down actually artificially slowing things down just a little bit just to make sure everything at least let, read, read correctly to the audience. Uh-huh. Which is rare, because, like, if anything, like... You know, that's the thing with action directors these days is just throwing stuff at the audience, hoping they mm-hmm. figure it out for themselves. But just yeah. assuming that if the audience gets confused, it's just because that's just a testament to how wild and crazy your movie is. It is amazing how clear George Miller makes those fucking. Well, chess that's the thing scenes. with him being old, old and older guy. Is that like it's interesting that he's willing to go so off the hook visually and stuff. Yeah. But in terms of legibility of action, that shows his vintage as a director is yeah. like he still wants to make things legible yeah. without just arbitrarily just like having like yeah. handy cam and, yeah. and all that shit. Because there are some fight scenes in movies where I don't even know what's going on and it's just fighting between two people. Yeah. Much less having this a fucking, fucking like, like sword war. Why are they having one fleet of cars in this movie? There's three? Because yeah. you got Warren Joe and you got this and you got yeah. that. <laughs> fucking bad anyway, shit. Anyway, Mad Max stuff. Mad Max. Mad Max. Really, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, it's just so surprising that it was Good. Like, not. I wasn't expecting to get well, my ass George blasted Lucas off. This is kind of like the same situation. He yeah. fucked that up six ways to Sunday. Yeah. George Miller. Also, like, how much? How old are you? I was kind of wonder if George Miller for like the sequels, if he might be better off just handing off to another director and he could just sure. like, executive produce. Yeah. Because like, if you're seventy years old, like, do you really want to spend the next five years of your life just making three? Like, I would assume they would shoot the next two movies back to back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you do. He was born in 1945. Oh, he died at the end of World War II. Got born at the end of George Miller. He's a ghost. Ghost director George Miller. Such a weirdo. I love Australia. Thank what you so much. If they could shoot the next one in Australia, that's real made me happy. Oh, I, I this made me respect the fuck out of George Miller. Now you want to go back and watch Lorenzo's oil. I I too I have to admit <laughs> I want to go back and watch What's all what? of his movies. Joshin loves. Who's the guy? Who was it? Danny Boyle. Because Danny Boyle also does, like, a lot of crazy... It's hard to predict what his next movie is going to be. He's the guy who did, like, Little Miss... Not Little Miss Sunshine. He did Sunshine. He did 28 mm-hmm. Days Later. Oh, he does, like, Millionaire Train Spotting. Yeah, he kind of messes okay. around. And, like, George Miller's yeah. kind of the same way where... Yeah. Especially because George Miller hadn't directed anything for a little while. He did yeah. Happy Feet movies. Yeah. And, uh... Huh. Yeah. And supposedly they only did Happy, happy Feet when they did is because things fell through with them. Like, they were going to do... Yeah, they were going to make Mad Fury Max. Road yeah. before... Yeah, all the Happy Feet movies. And I just love the idea that he must have been sitting down with Mel Gibson like, okay, we're going to talk about Fury Road because i got to get ready. we got to get this done now because i got to do Happy Feet. Oh, man, that stunt lady met her husband on Fury Road. On they already the have four kids. Seriously? Yeah, because that movie got filmed a long time ago. That's true. Yeah, that's really They're cute. expecting grandchildren already. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's cool. I want to play that's as... That's adorable. That's the lady's name, Dana Grant. I want to play as Dana Grant and, uh, in a... I, oh, we have to talk about this when the podcast is on, just in case Josie listens to it. The one thing I'm really disappointed to about in the Mad Max game is that there seem to be no women in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, especially because it's not a retelling of Furiosa. And that's what I was kicking and screaming up about this morning is... They don't even at least have a Furiosa skin that you can play well, as. Well, they won't because it's not that. It's not the movie. I know. It's but just still, its own if thing. You altogether. can customize your Mad Max though. Why not have a female skin? Yeah. I mean, so it's Warner Brothers who also uh, published the Shadow of Mordor game. They did that in the Shadow of Mordor That's game. That's true. I mean, it's not the same developer, and you know, it depends on the needs of the. They, I'm just saying, they have three months between now and when the game comes out. Yeah. Fucking put Imperial Four Furiosa in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, Man, I'm sure the there's cutscenes. Even if it comes to cutscenes, you switch back to male Max. Yeah. But like, yeah. 
Although, at least this movie Fucking does justify why you would have all the guns in Mad Max. Game. Those many mothers, as soon as they showed up, I was like, this looks like something build designs. All those many mothers looked like a build So we're sitting there watching the movie, the many mothers show up, and I turned to uh, Conley and like, I think this is going to be my next poster. Because <laughs> I was like, if I draw yeah. anything from this movie, it's going to yeah, be a, a many, many mothers poster. Which is sucks. It's going to have to wait for it to come out in Blu-ray before yeah. I get all the reference material so yeah. I can actually draw it. But... but I was like, man, these all look like... Well, they're all strange. They're all fucking, yeah, and they're fucking scars, and they're fucking jackets, want, and they're the, fucking I, motorcycles, I want, I want and I know, seriously, I was like, this looks like some pants. Oh, and I, like, I noticed that, like, the, the, the head, the kind of the, the younger Many Mother, she's mm-hmm. got, like, one of Max's belts from the original trilogy oh, on yeah. and stuff like that, so there's a little... Yeah, stuff. I mean, show, 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 show. It's good. Yeah. Fucking... But yeah, I mean, like, the older I get, the more I'm just, like, I'm really more impressed when... Movies, especially like sequel movies, are good because mm-hmm. there's so many things working against them being good. Well, that's the nice thing about uh, yeah, we were t- kind of saying with the Mad Max movies is that they're not yeah. because every movie's kind of reimagining. They don't have to yeah. worry about like continuing the plot thread or continuity or anything yeah. like that. They just come out and like as long as George Miller has a new kind of like twist on yeah. what he wants well, the movie sort to of be ridiculous about. Visual. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like George uh, Romero with the, like his zombie movie, yeah. where like yeah. it all takes place in the same universe. That's actually but a really a good comparison. Yeah. yeah, and they're both of the kind of the same. Adventure. They're both named George. Yeah. <laughs> Except, well, actually, that's kind of the opposite because George George Romero actually came out and started doing new zombie movies like ten years ago, and they're all that's real bad. What's well, I mean? You don't think of a of a director in their seventies being in their prime? Yeah. Like, you think of, like, 70s, like, when you think, like, fucking retire. I feel bad, because there's going to be such a Fury Road's full, uh, kickback now, because everyone's all weekend has been going, oh yeah. my god! It's like, I really liked it. It's not, it's a really good action movie. It's it's one of the best movie. action movies that have been in theaters a long time, but it's not, like, the best movie ever made. It's, yeah. but it's really but fun. It's, a surpri- it's better than it should be. Let's yeah. That. That's the thing. Yeah. It's surprisingly yeah. good. Yeah. But, uh, man, it's, I, I'm serious. I can only hope when I'm 70 years old, I can come up with something that fresh and different and cool you know like if I, i'm assuming when i'm somebody i'm gonna be near death uh-huh. like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be loading the pistol to shoot fully so i can then shoot myself like that's my assumption <laughs> and it's just uh oh man fucking, uh, that's a good movie good movie i had a good time I yeah i don't know i don't know what any other movie this summer is gonna do you gonna go see tomorrow this weekend oh does it come out this weekend this friday yeah totally crept up on me yeah um, you gotta see that Jurassic World. You gotta see that. Um, you can't pay me to go see Entourage. Jurassic World. Like I said, I'm not kidding about Entourage. That looks sharp. <gasps> That's Man, the deafening trailer. silence that, that trailer <laughs> was met with at the Lloyd Center was just like, I I've never. Ugh. I'm yeah, assuming was no weird. one else in that theater. There wasn't seen that a single too. trailer for an action movie before Mad Max. I know it's like really? it's. I think it's just the nature of. Well, you, you saw it like in the back of someone projecting on the back of their house. Yeah. There was Insidious. No wait, no no no. They didn't do Insidious. They insidious? did. It's fucking scary movie. They did um, Southpaw. Oh. Did they show the trailer for the Evil Grandma movie? No. You're gonna know it when you see. it <laughs> And my Sean Watts next oh, movie no. is it's not called Evil Grandma. <laughs> it should be called Evil Grandma. Uh, the trailer they showed before Mad Max is it's a couple kids who go off to visit their grandparents for the weekend, and for some reason the grandparents lock the kids into their room at 9:30 every night and say, "Okay, got time to go to bed. Whatever you do, just don't leave your room after 9:30." Okay. And the trailer just shows that the grandma's just a fucking crazy monster after 9:30, like she's like a witch or something like that. 
Is she, it called The Visit? I think it's called The Visit. The trailer A single mother away. finds that things in her family's life go very wrong. Their two young children visit their grandparents. It's... Assuming there's not... No, it's got Catherine Hahn! Uh-huh. No! I saw that. And the funny thing... I have the biggest boner for her. No! Annie, we're going to have to do a Visit spoiler cast. I have the biggest crush on Catherine Hahn. I don't have many crushes on women. I only know I have her from Parks and Recreation. Crush when she Catherine showed up in the trailer, I was like, hmm, how you doing? She is hot. You think she's actually hot? She is Because I think hot. she's hot. She has a great personality. Should we have her on the podcast? When she smiles. Oh my god. She's a foxy lady. She is foxy as hell. She. I have a huge crush on her. I want her to be my I like mother. her voice. And she's funny on top of everything. Else, yeah, I'm just like yeah, she. She's a triple threat to me. Uh huh. But yeah, she, uh, well, I think she's only she's the mom, and I think I want a movie where she's a mini mother. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh Originally, God. she auditioned for the role of Pam in The Office. Her? Yeah, that's terrible. Awful. Oh, oh yeah, because that's not Pam. 1974. She's too old for me to crush on. Oh, she's a year older than me. She's. You can oh, go for it. I can go to say. <laughs> Bill, go bang Catherine Hahn for me. Oh, man. Yeah, let's see. Is she so married? I'm just saying. So that was the best trailer we, we saw before Mad Max. But yeah, there's that movie-wise. No, there's... I saw... There was an ad for Southpaw, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Never heard of it. There's an ad for San Andreas! Did you see this trailer? Yeah, with all the earthquakes. I am so mad that The Rock and Archie Punjabi are in a movie together that I will never go see. The whole audience is like, no, no. Did you see the hot chick from True Detective is playing his daughter? I think that's what's happening. I, I've never seen Trudy. Great eyes, big tits. Okay. I vaguely remember her daughter. My brain just sorted She's her as generic now pretty white she... lady. That was where my brain did with her. Isn't Archie Punjabi from uh, The Good Wife? Yes. Archie yeah. Punjabi, though, I was like, damn. Is it she Archie The Good Wife? I, I stopped watching The Good Life a couple of seasons ago. Okay. But yeah, I'm like, f- I'm not watching a movie about the fault that I live on self destructing. You know, a lot of people are going to go Fuck. see that thing expecting it's going to no. be about the video game. That was it. But no, I was like watching that movie. Foley and I both started having a panic attack watching yeah. it. Yeah, we just kind of turned and looked at each other. I was like, "Hi, Foley, how you doing?" And <laughs> she's like, "No, no she's we... she's lived through big earthquakes when she yeah. lived down in California." She's like, "Fuck no!" Like, yeah, I've my... seen the Earth roll. Yeah, I'm not gonna go see that fucking. Movie. Yeah, my dad always said that like the scariest thing in the world is when you just realize the ground beneath your feet can't be trusted. That yeah. is the scariest thing because he's he had had been through hurricanes and tornadoes yeah. and shit. Well, the thing about hurricanes and tornadoes is like you just get away. Yeah. You you there's an the illusion of shelter. Yeah. Shelter? Yeah, there's no shelter in a fucking earthquake. Fuck no! <laughs> no! Oh. Though yeah. I did turn to Foley immediately afterwards, and I was like, um, we need a bug out bag. Did you, uh, well, I got the MREs if you need them, left them from the Mad Max. Yeah, that's Max what I was thinking. Uh, did you just pre-order The Witcher? Yes. I see you bust out your credit card. <laughs> yes, that was me. <laughs> Do you not have one-click ordering? Not on PlayStation Store. Oh, oh, that's right, because you didn't order from Amazon. You actually got mm-hmm. it from the thingy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. All right, bud. Let's do this. Geek Week Review. Let's whip through this. Technically, we're already moving. Oh, and we're going to record. Well, I thought you. we were going to sit down and start recording, then we hey, started talking everybody. about trailers. Yeah. It's the Geek Week Review. Hasbro <laughs> and Lego swapped out Black Widow for Captain America in toy sets that depicted one of Black Widow's big, few big action moments in Age of Ultron, which yeah. is the cycle drop from the Quinjet. So they are replaced with Captain America doing Wait. the same thing, which is total Wait. bullshit, because she doesn't have that many like solo action beats in that movie. No. Nope. And that's kind of, a, again, this is why we need more Fury Rose. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's yep. a damn shame. That is a shame. But is you there know, even there's gotta be a, like a Black Widow at least minifigure. There are some figures, but they're very few apparently. Yeah. But I know you're also asking the wrong person. And supposedly, like the Lego company was saying, it's not them that they've actually been producing Black Widow toys, but yeah. like store, supposedely the stores themselves aren't the ones stocking them. Hmm. That's been the toy maker's excuse, but it eh, sucks. Interesting. It sucks that there's that many point of failure between getting like girl toys and yeah. from the fucking people who make them to the you know, ladies. Who well, here's the thing, them. though. If you're a small toy store and you're like, okay, I have to place an order. Are you going to fucking order Black Widow? Are you going to fucking like, order that's, Iron Man? No, no, no. You're going to order Iron Man. The realities of shit is just kind of like, yeah. It's no, dumb. No, it's no, almost no, like, no, um, no. the patriarchy is pervasive and part of our natural society. Hey, did you know that Eddie Redmayne... Do you want to be a Mad Max or do you want to be a Nux? <laughs> Eddie Redmayne is set to play Newt Scamander. Assuming that's how it's pronounced. I think it is. It's Commander? Yeah, or whatever Scamander? the hell it is. Yeah, we're African to learn Commander. He really likes Ska. <laughs> um, He's the Ska Commander. Eddie Redmayne, I have to say, I've only really ever noticed him in uh, fucking Jupiter Ascending. He was great in that movie. He's also that. a cartoon character in that movie, though, so it's going to be weird to have me a watch, protagonist. I was going to watch that and The Kingsman last night. Yeah. And I thought we already had too, too, oh, too, too much, much on our plate with, 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 uh, with uh, Mad Max. Fucking but yeah, next week I'll give you my... Eddie Redmayne, he's great. In, he's a really good um, actor. He's the best part of... Uh, what's the sing- singing French movie? Les Miserables. Oh, he's in that? Yeah, he's like kind of the main guy. All of his friends oh, get wiped out. He has a great... T- and the movie ends with his solo. He's really fucking good. He's a good actor. I, it's, I mean, in Jupiter Sending is a dumb movie, but he is amazing. So, and I guess the, there was more of a of, of a synopsis of what the first... Because uh, they're going to make 12 fucking Newt's Commander movies. Is that he's hanging out with like four like New York kids, like two uh-huh. boys and two girls, running around New York, like doing like fucking Harry Potter monster shit. I'm kind of sad that it's going to have kids in it. Even though, I, of course, it will. But I kind of liked about having a, a movie about a grown-up. In yeah, I guess, assuming, like, I guess he's going to be a scientist who runs into a couple kids and, like, they're going to be, like, out. Know, I'm sure I'll still love it. I'll shut my mouth. Did they say who's going to make that movie? Like, I, the casting? I have not. You think that have somebody. I have not been. Guillermo del, not Guillermo del Toro. I have not yes, been. Okay. Terry Gilliam. That's who uh, J.K. Rowling always wanted oh, to especially, do. Especially, oh, my especially God. Especially if it's all about beasts and shit. When, when does Terry Gilliam get to make Time Bandits 3? <laughs> Speaking of, like, hey, old Bill. directors coming back. Bill, did you know that Asian butter meat, butt meat <laughs> is the new Spider-Man? Yeah! What do you think about Asian butt meat being the new Spider-Man? <laughs> What's that kid's actual name? Aza Butt? Is Butterfield? it also Is it Asa Asa Butterfield? Butterfield? He was Hugo in the movie Hugo. And yeah, and he was he was in the fucking uh, I'm special. I'm a space general movie. What? Uh, oh, Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that is the plot. That of is the first game. two lines of dialogue Tell me in that wrong. movie. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Read? No. I read the book. I liked the first well, book. Read the, yeah, everyone loves the books. Jojo is a huge fan of those books, and he's totally heartbroken that, like, what's his face yeah. turned out to be a bigot, but... Yeah, so, yeah, he's gonna... Well, that's why I didn't see the movie. And everyone's freaking out, because he's, like, ten years old. And, like, by the time they finish and start working on those movies, it's gonna be a couple years. Well, Man, I officially... They officially killed my enthusiasm for Spider-Man. Like, I can't even... I was just... Uh, this weekend, I reorganized my comics, and I sorted them all by creator. And I got... I hit all of my Spider-Man vein, and I realized... I'm like... Though I loved Ultimate Spider-Man, I'm like, they have killed my love of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I just don't care anymore. Well, I think it take a couple years break, and hopefully when you decide to come Maybe. back and you want some more Spider-Man comics in your life, somebody good will be working Maybe. on it, so it will be totally... Well, there's always Ultimate Spider-Man to go back to. Are they claiming the Marvel slate this year? Is that... 
thinking they're doing? You are asking the wrong person. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Uh, Harry Shearer quits The Simpsons? Yeah, so he This was interesting. Wait, who? He does? He's Mr. Burns. He's Flanders. He's Mr. He, Smithers. He's Mr. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's whole workplaces on that show that can't function anymore. Yeah, he's Principal Skinner. Yeah. He's... I said Flanders already. He's, he's a shit ton of characters. Uh, essentially, most of the cast, if it's not the main cast, it's him or uh, Hank Azaria doing all yeah. the other characters. Pretty much who... <laughs> pretty much... He does. He's half the show. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, there was a thing about... We just mentioned this on the show, like, two weeks ago, they just announced that they had uh, uh, renewed The Simpsons for two more years. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's one of those things where Harry here just decided he didn't want to... If they yeah, weren't going to pay him enough... He's come out and said he's like, I want to be able to do other things. Yeah. Of course, then, what's his name? What's his name? The AJ, the showrunner? Al Jean. Al Jean, there we go. Yeah, um, Al Jean has come out and said, well, he has a fucking show up. He won't even show up to his table readings. So well, that's the thing like... I've always... That's always been the tug of war between the producers and the cast on that show has been... The, 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 the producers are all like, well, wow, how much do we have to pay you guys just to sit down for a couple weeks a year? Yeah. Just to sit down and record some funny voices. Like, it's not that much work. You can fucking do it. And, which, you know, you can kind of see that. But then from the, the, the cast side, you guys make billions of mo- uh, dollars off of this thing. Why can't we get a little bit more? And so they both have a good point, but I just really wonder if he's just decided, like, he's been Fuck doing it. this shit for 30 years I know. Now. It's a long some, damn some, time. He's 70 Fuck years it. old. He's, like, 71 years old. At yeah. some point, you gotta be, like, it's not even a matter of him being greedy. He's just, like, they, like, he just doesn't want anymore. I would. That's yeah. what I would assume Well, that's the thing. Everyone's like, well, show up, make some money. It's like, but the thing is, like, who, it's not all just about money. And he said he's, he's been so tired of the show. He's checked yeah. out long since he stopped watching the show. He kind of shows yeah. up at the table reads and does his thing. He's, like. That's not fun. Yeah. And it's so, an, it's your art. It's like, well, if you're not in it for like at a certain point yeah. if you don't need the money and at a certain shit. point if you're 71 years old like yeah. time becomes more worthwhile to you than money exactly so we're, we're, we're assuming this is what's going through his head but that's what I would assume because yeah, yeah I have no spent 28 years working on anything all the gonna... people who are like I, I wish I had a job where I could show up for a few weeks make 15 million dollars but then if 15 million dollars doesn't if that's not if you don't if you have enough money to get by then yeah. who gives a shit yeah like, the trick of life is not to acquire an endless supply of money. It's to get enough money to live comfortably and then fucking coast. Well, that's the thing with him getting, like, $8 million a year for the last 28 years. He's got yeah. enough money to coast right now. So, yeah, that half the I would fucking coast. I would be out. doing the voices for half the characters on the I show. Know. Peace out, motherfuckers. I'm yeah. done. So, yeah, you, you keep a show on the air for 30 years like this. You're going to, not only are you going to have a whole bunch of actors die like they have had, you're, it's inevitable someone's going to go, you know what, guys? I just want to sleep on a Sunday. The Simpsons need to end so that Nancy Cartwright can stop giving all her money to fucking social Scientology. Oh, I think about that. That is why the, the Simpsons, Simpsons need to end. The Simpsons have paid for so many Scientology flyers. I know. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so it's almost like the Simpsons, uh... Did you know, Bill, that Australia tried to kill Johnny Depp's dogs? Mm-hmm. They sent Tom Hardy right afterwards. <laughs> Wait, what the hell happened? I don't know so I guess Johnny Depp is filming the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, uh, Caribbean movie in Australia, and he brought uh-huh. his two Yorkie Terriers with uh-huh. him. And I guess he did not declare them through customs. And Fuck Australian him. law dictates that, like you know, you you have to quarantine dogs. Yeah, so that's essentially, and like he he was refusing to let the dogs be quarantined, and so uh, like the I don't know, it was, it was it was one, it was the prime minister, but there was like some kind of like legislative dude who was like, "Fuck that, no, I don't care if you're a uh, Hollywood you don't get movie to star." Flaunt the law. And so he was like, "We're gonna murder your dogs if you don't just check them out through quarantine." And so and there was a whole he was like saying, "If you don't do this before, like, yeah, they did. They threatened to euthanize a, his dogs. There was a deadline. He was like, "If you don't do this by then." We're gonna grab those dogs and, and murder them, and so well, Johnny you Depp's... can't just decide you're not gonna obey a nation's well, laws. Yeah, and everyone 
was like talking about how this guy was overreacting, but the dude's right, and this Donnie he Dunn is. fucked up at the beginning. Yeah. Said you, the dude is not in the wrong. You have to bring your fucking Yorkies with you to Australia in order to pretend to be a pirate for three months. Well, it's like, if so So your dog has to be quarantined for ten days. That Good. sucks. But it's the law. You know what the alternative? Don't take your dogs. Exactly. So I am not on Harry Shearer, side with this. Harry Shearer offered to buy him a couple of replacement dogs. <laughs> and get murdered. Um, yeah, so. Oh, boy. The bloodstained ritual of the night Kickstarter made two million dollars in one week. Yeah, the fake Castlevania made a lot of money, which is uh, yeah, get on those guys. Yeah, they were only asking for a, literally a quarter of that. This is this this Kickstarter makes me feel weird because they openly say, well, so I don't give a shit about Castlevania, but it feels me weird because they they openly say, and I don't necessarily object to this, but they openly say they're just trying to raise money and prove to their real investors that that's there's interest the weird for this. thing. Yeah, how much the money is their investors kicking? Because the thing is that that is not enough money to make the game they're talking about. Yeah. Like, not not even what they've they asked for, what they will probably raise. I mean, it's like the fucking Broken Age problem again. The Broken Age game cost them more to make than they raised. Mm-hmm. That is just a fact. They, well, and, uh, but the only other side, I'm glad they do have a financier. So, yeah. so hopefully if they come up short, rather than having to break the game exactly. in half, hopefully yeah. that their, 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 in, uh, their financier will go, okay, well, we'll Forward you a couple hundred extra hundred. Yeah, exa- bucks, I mean, ab- abstractly, hmm. the way they're doing this is better. Like yeah. from a business perspective, it's what Kickstarter. But for, for the though. industry, it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, it should, I'm thinking, it like, should be proof money for your angel investor. I really want a Prince of Persia game. I don't want Ubisoft to do a Kickstarter where I can pre-order. I like everyone's waiting for one of the like Konami to Square, kickstart its next Square Enix or... has a whole Kickstarter program now. Really? They do. They have their own green light program where you can vote for games that they will support on Kickstarter. Is it independent creators that yes. throw money behind? Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't read too much into it, but I get I am on the Square Enix emails and I get uh, talking about well. like like they're like oh, Kickstarter are uh But no, I mean the, how, long, Final Fantasy how long until we're it's to inevitable. That point. It's inevitable. At least somebody tries to, because Kickstarter has to have rules against, like, if you're on, like, a monolithic corporation or a Kickstarter. Why? No. Why? It's it not the terrible, inter- It's you, just a tool. It's a terrible publicity for Kickstarter. Yeah. You can use straw with Coke, or you can use a straw with 300-year-old wine. The straw doesn't care. Yeah, I know. You know? And yeah. it's just more, it's more credence for Kickstarter. And, like, but it feels gross to, like, pre- like get all this shit for a game that doesn't exist yet. Like, for the Double Fine Adventure, in hindsight, like, I've said this before on the podcast, my regret with the Double Fine Adventure game is that it, it was so, cr- such crowdsourced a game, and I felt like I, I would almost have, perf- though I understand what they were going for. I wish that it was more of an artistic vision that they had from the start, and they're like, please fund this. So that can fall short, like with yeah, the fucking Black Yeah, you all these uh, backers kind of <laughs> like um, the, the, the It was funny water a to bit, get you know? like a poster for a game that I don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. Like, fucking, I have like, my t-shirt, and I'm like, well, this is for a game that, like, yeah. they didn't even have an idea yet. I just got a poster that's their logo all painted. Well, yeah, because at that point, you're just backing a uh, kit. You're, you're backing, you're backing Double Fine. Yeah, you're backing yeah. Double Fine, you're backing Tim Schafer. Which I would gladly do, which I, which I would do again in a um, heartbeat. But it's just, like, it's just weird. It's a weird situation. Kickstarter not weird, weird. Double Adventure. Double. Does the shirt just say Double Fine Adventure Game? It's a, No, it says um, Adventure on the front, and the on the back it says Backer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, or maybe reversed. 
But yeah, it's a Kickstarter is weird. It's a weird beast. I like the idea that if you're having butt sex with someone who's wearing that shirt, it says adventure. That's all you're uh, reading while I have it. Nintendo's gonna host the first <laughs> Nintendo World Championship in 25 years. As part of their E3 thing, yeah. Uh, ben Kajura rightly suggested that Jenny Lewis host, MC, or perform at the event somehow. Jenny Lewis is the lady from the Wizard. Because this is a whole have you ever seen or even yeah, heard the wizard. of the Wizard? Yeah, I remember yeah, the she's wizard. the lady from the Wizard. And yeah. then Fred Savage was talking about how he's he was pleading with Nintendo, like, you guys gotta have to have the let me. Come yeah. Come on, motherfucker. That'd be good. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of cute. Yeah, that is cute. I don't know, Nintendo Nintendo's really has in such else a going weird on. place right now. Yeah, they haven't done that before. E3 is coming up. E3. What do you think they're gonna announce? There uh, was something that supposedly there was a sizzle reel that came out that suggested that both, uh, like Nintendo, Bethesda, Naughty Dog, I think they said specifically we're gonna announce something very huh. something coming to new stuff there. Huh. Which, fuck Naughty Dog. I mean, they're working on Last of Us too. I don't want them to announce it until a year out, though. I can't, like the thing that I'm most Uncharted excited about. Four is next spring. Yeah, they could, I guess they could show they more could Uncharted because, 4 stuff. I mean, their next game will be out by the time the next E3 happens, and so they could announce Last of Us too. What the hell would Last of Us two be about? Ellie, the first game is Ellie's origin story. Find out she has to cut her arm off to prove her loyalty to the Emperor. You find out she has to kiss every girl. <laughs> that's that's the plot of Last of Us uh, two. No, my joke is that Ellie becomes uh, Emperor Furiosa, Imperator Furiosa. Hey, Bill, did you know that a pixel artist renounced pixel art this week? That was a really interesting article, actually. This one pixel artist um, uh, came out and said how he's never doing pixel art again, though he loves it. Because, basically, it, he, he I thought his, his point of view was interesting. He said, it is not my job as an artist to educate a consumer on that this art is art. Because mm-hmm. he was saying how people would slag him because his game, his portable game, looked pixelated. That it looked broken. Yeah. When it was an aesthetic he was going for. And where it was not him being cheap, because it's actually very hard to do. But that it's, he's like, ultimately, if people don't understand that, it's not my job to educate them yeah. on it. And if they, if it is getting in between them and their experience of the game, then that is a failure of me as an artist. And he also talks about bad pixel art and other games yeah. and stuff, too. Yeah. And he actually even goes back into um, talking about uh, bad pixel art and, and actual old 8-bit Nintendo games. Talking yeah. About how, like, the difference between good good and bad pixel art back then. Right. It's just a really interesting just essay about pixel art it's in general. It's fascinating It's funny because he hosted it on his own blog, but then Polygon picked it up and actually, mm. like, re-hosted it on their own. Like, if you go to polygon.com and just type in pixel art, it'll probably be the first thing that pops up. But, it was a really yeah, good no, read. Yeah, no, it was a really cool read. It's fascinating. And also, you don't often see people talk about their own work that way, like their failures of their yeah. work of art, which I thought was really ballsy Especially their cool. failures of their whole genre of art. Too. Yeah. And yeah, he talks about how like everyone just assumes just because it's pixel art, it's, it's, it's supposed easy. to be retro yeah. and stuff. And he's like, no, that's not necessarily so. You can make things like retro, but like you can do new things with pixel art. Well, yeah. And he yeah. like posted examples of like Yeah, the examples he posted were astonishing. It's pixel art, but it's not trying to look like a Super Nintendo game. It's mm-hmm. like, it's on, yeah, just, nah, it was really interesting. If you have yeah. not read it, I highly recommend yeah, it. It's a good, it's a good read. Um, the Lloyd Center 10 Theater is, like half everything else in Portland these days, going yeah! to be torn down and replaced with a condo. This is Bill's favorite movie theater in town. Well, it's, 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 it's not even nearest, but it's the biggest. It's got, like, within, like, the city limits of Portland. It's got mm-hmm. 10 screens. It's and it's got an IMAX thing. screen. It's got, well, it's got the kind of, like, the fake IMAX. Yeah, the, the, the IMAX screen, experience. It's not, it's not, like, three stories Excuse tall, but it's me, big. Yeah. I saw Star Trek in the Darkness there, and that was the best part of Star Trek in the Darkness, <laughs> was seeing it in that theater. Um... Yeah, they're 
bring your cat. You know what? They, they have really nice bathrooms. They do. They have well, the thing bathrooms. is, what's sad is they I'm just they remodeled it not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, and they were, like you guys hate that place because its parking lot is. Well, fucking they fixed nightmare. their parking lot. Oh, they fixed it. I thought yeah. they made it worse for you guys. Yeah, no, it's it's better now. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's like it's been. It's just sad because that has that's was the that's the theater I've gone to the longest like, in theater Portland. too. Yeah, I go. Yeah, it's it's the biggest and newest theater in Portland, and it's getting torn down. It's like the biggest multiplex in Portland. Yeah, yeah, it's getting, yeah, they're going to no fucking more pave it over. Condos. More high-priced condos. I got to see a lot of great movies. I got to see The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and yeah. the Harry Potter. You will not see uh, Star Wars there, Bill. That's, well, that's what I'm kind of, I assume that's going to be my Star Wars spot. we nope. in town. Don't go see the Baghdad because Baghdad is a terrible theater. Bill, you will join us out on 82nd is what we'll do. We'll I'm start, we'll start swanning around. Our theater is really nice like seating. I don't like that Baghdad sound. Yeah, no, sound is even it's after the it's, it's gotten better. I'm starting to realize that I have bad hearing. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I have can't. Good hearing. I have everything about me is terrible. I have good hearing, and even I, well, that's the thing. Even the Avengers, there's a lot of quippy bits. I had to go home and read the quotes on IMDb to understand. Oh, that was a joke he said at one point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, well, the Baghdad it's an old movie palace that's been. Yeah, it was like from the 20s. Yeah, it's been, and so it's not insulated on the inside, so the sounds kind of reverby. And they yeah, they, they well souped they up the engine. The, the engine, the uh, the sound and screen recently, but yeah, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, so yeah. whoop whoop. But yeah, no, it just sucks to. It's almost like uh, movies are dying. God, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with Star Wars. Because that was my big worry about like I want to go see Mad Max opening day. I want to see it in a good yeah. theater. I yeah. want to see it without having to wait in is line. Is the is the Pioneer Place Mall theater? That's still open. Decent. Yeah. Like it's, a, it's fine. It's a, once you're in there, it's just like yeah. it's, it, you might as well be at the Lloyd Center. Yeah. But like again, that because that is smack dab in the middle of downtown, that is a huge spot for also assholes and kind of like true. that crowd shows. That's up there. true. Um, Bill, you got to come see it with me and the fat people out on 82nd. I'm telling you. That's just gonna we say. Have to, like me, you, Jimmy Conley, we have to figure out. We have to start making plans. That movie I will go see with y'all. Like yeah. I said, Mad Max, I wanted to share with my wife in very particular because she her relationship with Star Wars. Yeah, like as much okay. like a, like a normal like person. A normal person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. She likes it, but yeah. BB uh, King died. Now, Bill notes we all have the Kraft macaroni and cheese blues. <laughs> I don't listen to the blues. Whatever I think about the blues, I just think of Dan Aykroyd fucking it up for white people. <laughs> uh, as a white person, he's kind of ruined me on blues because I don't want to be that guy's like I got the blues, Kraft uh, macaroni and cheese, the blue box. I make a joke about that. I'm like, oh man, I can really go some Kraft macaroni. <laughs> Yeah. Um, they got you. Because I wasn't even a kid when that commercial was on. But yeah. I saw it. I was like, that's a great commercial. That's it's a, a real great jingle. It is good. Don Draper, you did well. <laughs> <laughs> Old uh, ass broken John Draper, you did that's okay. Oh, man. <laughs> <On> his deathbed. <laughs> my God. Crash, my, 1996. She's like 90 years old. Crash, macaroni and cheese. And with that, I am no longer a mad man. <laughs> Bad man no oh more. Oh my god. Uh, Bill Murray will be David Letterman's last guest on Wednesday. Fitting since he was Letterman's first guest back in 1982. Yeah, and I do believe that he was also his first guest when he made the jump from, what, NBC to CBS? Where the hell he's yeah. on now, too? But yeah, Bill Murray. Oh yeah, any chance to see Bill, Bill Murray do anything, too. I guess Tom Waits uh, performed for Aww. David Letterman just a couple days ago. This, I, I guess he wrote a song for David Letterman, and the song is just like any other Tom Waits song, where he's just like, I love Ah, David Letterman. Where's my beans? <laughs> What's Tom Waits going to show up in a Mad Max movie? What's he going to be the leader? Seriously. Or they have to dispose of Oh, boy. God damn. 
Uh, he should be like the gyro captain in the next movie. Tom Waits would actually be. He, the one thing I did kind of, I was kind of sad there wasn't a song for the soundtrack. Credits. I know, that's the thing, Tom Waits doing the or at least a song, like an in-world song for a Mad Max well, movie. Because like, he'd be, be good. Yeah. He he's in the room, what are you supervise on the set that day? Yeah. Okay, Tom, do your thing. He's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Slam that car door a couple of times. Exactly, yeah. We're good to go. And finally, Bill wants to know, will I be playing, uh, Witcher 3 this week? We're talking about, about that. And, uh, Tomorrowland. You can pre-order. Tomorrowland. Yeah. Can you, you confirm there actually is in, in beer? Yes, okay, there that is one dynamic sure. beer Just because I misheard it, I tricked you into wasting 60 bucks. I'm done. No, I pre-ordered it on PlayStation Plus, so it was only $53. So, oh, man, it's 10% off space. as a, as a, uh, what is on your PS4? Just stuff. Stuff. Actually, a monstrous amount of GTA 5 screen caps and video capture. <laughs> I need to get video capture will fuck you yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty scrupulous. Well, there's also been uh, like like especially when I first started playing with play, my PlayStation Four, I didn't understand. Like I accidentally kept recording myself. So oh, like, yeah. I had to go back and look through there. You know what it is? You just downloaded the PT demo twenty times, so you oh, make sure you there. really had Did it. You play the PT demo. I hate horror games. I downloaded download it and it? played so it, and then I was like, 4? fucking Did no, no, I deleted it. Oh no! Because I'm like, I'm never gonna play that game. I'll sell you my PlayStation Four for a hundred no no oh my god so uh, all right friends this was the boy hattie podcast we're at boy hattie podcast on twitter boyhattiepodcast.com is our website where you can interact with us in a digital way we'll talk to y'all next week about more pop culture detritus are we gonna have a little bit of what you were three oh we gonna talk about tomorrowland next week you think you'll see it in time for the show no. next week no no you don't care that much it's brad bird. i love brad bird but I, it takes a lot to get me into the movie theaters especially yeah. without my wife if my wife has no interest in going to see movie i don't know what else i, I can't think of anything else in the, the coming out this year that'll get me in the movie theaters i'll, I'll see tomorrowland just because it's Brad Bird. Well, yeah, yeah, I will go see Tomorrowland, but I'll... That's a guy, girl. If, is it going to be at the Baghdad? Yeah. I was kind of surprised there was no Mad Max at the, at the Baghdad. I was surprised, too. Yeah, they're still showing fucking... Are they still showing Fast and the Furious? No, no. they're still showing it's, Avengers. Fast and the Furious, Avengers, and yeah. now it's going to be Tomorrowland. I may go see Tomorrowland. If you, you don't care about the dialogue, then go see it at the Baghdad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, friends, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Would you drive? Bill, we're going to stop the podcast now. No! Talk to y'all next week. Just like Imperator for your so you took the wheel of this podcast <laughs> and steering it to your own ends. I'm the guy going, Annie, Annie, can we still recording? Where are we going? What's and I'm then you punch me in the face? <laughs> I know, actually, Annie, Annie, just literally. Bye, everybody. Okay, we'll talk to you guys later.